If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey, what were you just saying about your your girl and the music? You were starting to say that I interrupted you. What was the whole deal with that? My girl and the music? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We, we were listening to... No, we were listening to Rush this morning while we were working out. So I put Rush like Tom on. Sawyer. Yeah. And she doesn't know who Rush is. Yeah, so she's like, she's yeah. like, oh shit, I like this. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. And she's like, what if I bought you tickets to watch Rush? And then I ejaculated. Oh my god! I got, so I got weird. I got on, so on that note, let's talk about Bradley Martin, dude. Yeah. So uh, he he kind of shattered my conception of him. What I thought of him, you know what I mean? Because I know him through his Instagram videos. You know, we're squatting on the the little hoverboard. Because and social media like, is always truthful. Chicks yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, he's he's a legit guy. He's been a trainer for a long time. I did not know this. Yeah. He was an actual like a real personal trainer for a long period of time, not just some guy who. You know, looks muscular. He's actually trained lots of people, and we walked in to meet with Bradley and his uh, two co-hosts of their podcast, Mason Cervantes and Brandon Gertis, in their gym. Uh, what's the name of the gym? Zoo Culture. Yeah, I Zoo Culture, so. right? Sick gym. Yeah, it was a really cool gym. And one of the things, uh, maybe you guys can back me up on this. You know, I've been in gyms for so long that I can feel. Yeah, the energy right mm-hmm. away. The energy and right. the vibe. Yeah, definitely and positive vibe. In there. Very positive. It's a. It's one of those gyms that you want to lift in. Like yeah. if you're really serious about lifting, you want to lift and hang out. Yeah, and I think it's a reflection of the culture that that he has built and that his team has built in that place. But uh, this interview, it gets pretty deep. Like oh, uh, we go all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. We have a lot of fun conversation. He has uh, some great stories he throws in there. Great stories. We ask him some deep questions. Um, it's emotional. You'll be surprised. Yeah, Bradley got emotional a couple times in this, talking about a few different things, and um, it was uh, it was long too. I think we recorded it was like a two hour. Right? Yeah. Isn't this gonna be like yeah, a two hour interview? I believe it's over two hours. Yeah, it was a great interview. You're gonna be you're gonna hear sides of Bradley Martin and things he's gonna talk about in this episode that he told us he's never talked about before. So buckle your seatbelts. Uh, now, if you don't know who Bradley Martin is, uh, you can find him on YouTube uh, under his name, Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, Martin, M-A-R-T-Y-N. He's got 1.2 million subscribers on his YouTube channel. Uh, his podcast is Culture Cast, which he hosts with Mason and Brandon. You can find that on, on iTunes and YouTube. Um, his Instagram, he's got, how many followers do you have on Instagram? 2.5 million. He's one of the biggest fitness celebrities on Instagram, right? Right, absolutely. Uh, his Instagram page is Bradley underscore Martin. Um, and his apparel line, which is, uh, relatively successful in the fitness space is, uh, I can't read that. There's BM fit gear, BM So without any further ado, here is Adam, Justin, and myself talking to the podcast hosts of culture casts, which includes, the famous, insta-famous Bradley Martin. How did you guys all meet each other? How does this work? Ref- refer to episode one of our <laughs> podcast. You guys all know each other for a long time or what? Yeah, yeah we uh, a little over 10 years ago uh, through college. Like Mason and I both worked at a supplement store, uh, so that's how we met. And then Brad had actually noticed me from an online forum uh, called T-Nation that I used to post on. Oh, T- we know T-Nation. Yeah. yeah nice. so, uh, actually got good content. Yeah, I, I was a big, uh, like I was on that. They used to have better content. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you yeah, what, one, it's one of the better. We, we tease them now. It's one of the better yeah. fitness, <laughs> yeah. you know, content places because a lot was, of the stuff uh, out there is bullshit. Yeah, I was on that website from 
I don't know, probably 2004 to 2008, like during that time period. Mm -hmm. And I was primarily on the steroid forum and, uh, you know, posting all the stuff. I was only like a 19 year old kid, but I came across on the internet as like, I really knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Brad was also a kid and he had, I guess, read some of my stuff and he saw me in the gym. And so he approached me in the gym. That's that's kind of how the three of us got together. How do you recognize you? From the avatar from, photo, or what from is these. it called? Avatar, right? Yeah, yeah. From the years. Oh, really? Because yeah. it was before social media. It was like the little profile avatar yeah. photo. Avatar. Was like a competition photo of his, and I was like, I, I noticed him from the back. I was like, from literally, I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. Yeah. The I back of his head, because you see this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Don't take me shredded glutes. His ears, his ears. Oh, shredded glutes, I know those. I was looking over a desk, because I was like, I was a trainer at the time, so I was like looking out from a desk, and I seen him in his ears. I was like, I know that guy. So I waited for him to come back in like the next evening, because I was like, oh, because I said, you, do you know this guy? And they're like, he's here every night. So he's like eight o'clock every night. So I was like, oh, okay. I'll find him next time. And, Bro, I didn't and, know you personal trained. How long did you personal train for? You've been in fitness for a while then. Yeah, since that was like my first, I don't know, my first job was uh, Quiznos. Yeah, I worked there for a week and it was like, and then they told me that I couldn't put enough food on my, you know, because you know, you they give you like a certain amount of food you can. For employees. Yeah, you like a certain size sandwich. <laughs> and I was like, I, want, I always wanted more. So I was like, fuck, <laughs> I like, I can't. I remember thinking like, I'm working this hard. I got to clean all these dishes. I want a bigger sandwich. And the lady would get mad at me every single time. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this job. I had it for a week. <laughs> and prior to that, I was a lifeguard. How many big sandwiches did you make in that week? Oh, though? probably every single day. I made like at least three. <laughs> They're like, we're, we're, paying, we're, we're paying this they guy. Were, only I like was, a, yeah, I was. He's eating sure. more sandwiches than his fucking salary. <laughs> Definitely. So I worked there for a week and then I worked as a lifeguard. And then I worked at. Wait, as you a, could swim? Yeah, I'm a no, great I didn't swimmer. even know that. I worked as a lifeguard. Yeah, like a rock. Huh? Yeah. No, I was I was much skinnier then. Um, not that I'm big now, but I'm skinny now. Anyways, that's a whole different topic. Um, yeah, so bigorexia I, is a thing. It's a thing. It's a real thing. So then I was a, a kids camp counselor at a private gym, and then I like shadowed under this like trainer when I was like 16, and then like turning 17, I shadowed under this trainer who like was a trainer at uh, it's called Primetime Athletic Club in. Uh, Millbrae, California. Okay, it's okay. Like a private, privately owned, like up north. Racket. Up north. Oh shit! I didn't know you were from up I, there. Actually, I'm I, from San Francisco. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm from, I'm from Pacifica. If you guys know up north, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly yeah. Where Born and raised Pacifica. I'm I went from to Santa school. Cruz. Yeah, yeah. I, right down the right down. right down the coast. I went to school in uh, in Reardon, so I went to all boys high school. Like hmm. so. Anyways, I worked at um, that that thing as a kids camp counselor, and then like worked under this guy who was a trainer and learned a lot of stuff from him. And then as soon as I basically became 18, I was like a trainer ever since. Oh, no shit. So I was turning out 24 and then... Wait a minute, like, at 24 Fitness? Yeah, initially 24. Which you, know that, you know that's our, all you know, of our background, We right? grand open clubs for them yeah. for years. Yeah, so initially it was the one in Pacifica and then I transferred. So that was a new one then. Bro, who did, yeah. did you work with? Wait, 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 give me the years. Yeah, who was there? Uh, Dan was the Dan was the fitness... He, he doesn't do it anymore. Dan, Dan Calahente? I don't think so. Filipino cat? No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he was an S. It was like Solomon. Okay. I worked there and then I ended up transferring. I, well, I stopped working there for a while. Went up to went up to Sac State, um, stopped training for a little bit. Went back down and then with like I transferred from like that Pacifica to the Twenty Four on Lemon, and that's where I met him. And that's that the one the, in Fullerton. Yeah. That mm -hmm. was the one in Fullerton. Mm -hmm. And then I worked there for a while. I think like maybe a year and a half. Two yeah, years, a couple of years. And then two years, and then I went to Gold's Gym and I helped open up the Gold's Gym in in Fullerton back when it was a pre-sale. We used to train there. Yeah. And then did really well there. And then became a. Um, that was, well, not to know, but that was the first time I started getting really pissed at gyms. 
Cause like we would, when we were at 24 hour fitness, we actually dug stuff like out of their basement to get like the old barbells and metal plates and stuff to have like real shit to train with. Mm-hmm. Right, we right. got tired of the other stuff. And then when we saw that there was a gold's gym opening, cause, um, yeah, we were, yeah, like, we, yeah we were like ecstatic. We're like, blown. gold's coming. And the golds that opened was one of the new like shit kind of corporate ones. Oh, like, yeah. oh we have a eucalyptus steam room, but like our barbell oh, sucked. Yeah, oh, it was so <laughs> it was so bad. The worst yeah. plates. It was but it but it was a better gym. It right, was a better right. environment. Better they twenty four fitness. Dude. The lighting yeah. was better and that's always key. Um, <laughs> it's essential. Debatable. And then um yeah, so I worked there. I worked there, and I did so well there that they, that I, they were like, uh, I wanted to be a group X instructor as well. So I did a boot camp with a bunch of like, uh, I guess mostly my clients were older women. Dude, do you remember the years that you were there? Like, was we, got, was we, Nagoya, we know the you gotta, same you, people. We know we were in this for ten plus years in the Bay Area. We ran all the biggest clubs. Like, we had to have crossed paths for sure. Who was the, who was the DM? At, do, you, do you remember who was the DM those days in at the Golds? No, no, no. At twenty four, when you were at twenty four days in, uh, in the Bay. Yeah, yeah in yeah. the Bay. Oh, I don't. I didn't, I wasn't there long enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is when you read Golds. I was spent more time as a trainer, um, like Orange County, or in Orange County. Oh, uh, okay. And then at Golds, I spent a lot of. I think it was like for like three years. Yeah, three, that. three years. Um, you guys didn't know anyone from Golds. No, Mm-mm. no. We we know the was who owns the Golds down by us. Jerry. Yeah, the McCall yeah. group. McCall. No, so this yeah. is all. This is all like Angel and Willie on the Golds okay. down here. Okay. Um, but yeah, they 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 let me become a Group X instructor, and then I was like. Wait a minute, because like jazzercise. Yeah, well, I, yeah, it's like a boot camp, so you keep people yeah. going. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm working like 12 hours to make a certain amount of money, and then I work like three hours in the morning, three days a week, or one day a week, so three hours each, mm-hmm. basically three hours a week. Mm-hmm. And the boot camp was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it was in the morning. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm like, I'm like making quadruple the amount of money doing like it's significantly less hours. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, I just want to focus on this boot camp thing because it's a group set and it was like more fun. It was like higher energy. Sure. Um, and then the personal training side, they were all like, they were all mad at me because they were like, no, you got to do more over here, do more numbers, more numbers. And I just got burnt out with this whole like doing numbers. And I was like, and I'm not making any fucking money because they take everything from you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just want to do this on my own. And then that's what I started doing. I started like training like, Fancy people and shit, and then <laughs> fancy people. <laughs> and then fast forward, like Instagram came. This is the evolution of every trainer, right? Yeah. We start off yeah. training normal yeah. people, then yeah. we go to fancy yeah. people. Fancy. With the monocle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I mean, not like, that everyone's not fancy, but like fucking, I know exactly what you mean. Fucking <laughs> celebrities, or something, sure, right? sure. It's got like the, you, know? you charge more fucking per hour or whatever. Yeah. Fancy. Now, is this the yeah. first gym you've ever? Like you, this. Is this the first gym you've ever owned? Yeah. What's it like? Because now you actually own a gym. It's different being on this side, yeah? Well, first, I want to say it's the first gym we, we've ever owned. Yeah, okay. So, because, yeah, obviously. So, for everybody, it's the first gym you guys have owned. Yeah. Yeah. And and because I, I don't want to say, because truthfully, without these guys, Ofi- I, I Officially, because, I mean, I've been in a lot of gyms in my life that mm-hmm. I felt like I was like, like I, was I own the man. this motherfucker. I owned all those gyms, <laughs> you know? yeah. But, but now, officially, yeah, I, I fucking pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm like, who, who, how many of drinks? What the fuck are these drinks disappearing so fast? <laughs> so no, but it, I can't take, I can't say me because without them, I wouldn't be able to do it. Sure, that's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy, man. This whole like, I think the best part about it is it's more undeniable. Like the internet is so. I don't want. I don't know why I want to say East Coast word, but fugazi. <laughs> I don't know why I want to say East Coast word. I'm not even East Coast, but it's so bullshit. Like he dropped that ass last week. Not too. that it's not like <laughs> it's, it's amazing in its in its own right, but it's people just can just make shit up. Correct. And like there, I dealt with this whole shit where like people talked all this shit about me, straight bullshit lies. Now at this point, everyone's kind of come back around and said, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I did that." Blah 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 for their own, and they did it for their own benefit. 
for their own benefit of views and this and that. But then you have skewed opinions on who I am. People who've never met me, people who have never even talked to me, never shook my hand, never said anything to me, have an opinion on me. So when you have something in person, it's like you can't deny. It. You can come through these doors, and right. then you're gonna get. That's who I really am. And you, right? I mean, fi- finding out that you were a trainer and that you guys have been in fitness as long as you have, it, it's totally different. Because there are a lot of celebrities on oh, Instagram yeah. and Facebook, fitness people who are just they're just ripped. <laughs> they're just they don't there. know shit about yeah. fitness. They no. never really oh, worked man. in fitness. Yeah, that's. I think that's 99 percent of this fucking industry. Right. Most of it. It's bullshit. Yeah. Most of it. Most of it. Which is why we got excited getting into it because it was like this is easy. I found it's a clean house. It's even frustrating too when you you've had people that you looked up to at some point and then you finally meet them and you're like, uh, fuck, they're an idiot. That too. happens. Oh, oh, damn. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah. How many times has that happened to you where you meet somebody and they're just totally different than what you expected? That happened to me one time and that's what kind of changed my perspective on like how I wanted to be when I met people who. When, that, when people started to care about me, right? That's like, I never wanted to be that person. And I feel bad to say it because this person passed away. Um, should I, can I say it? Yeah, I don't feel bad about things. Okay, so you know, you know Greg Plitt. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So he passed away. Rest in peace. I have nothing, I, nothing, nothing bad to say, but there was a moment where like, I met him at a Fit Expo and he was just a dick to me. Mm. And I, was, I remember I looked up, I was like looking up to like this moment. Mm-hmm. And I met him and he was just an asshole to me. And I was like, fuck, I never, if I ever become popular, because that was part of my goal. Like I wanted to affect people like that person had affected me. Mm-hmm. So then once I got there, I was like, I never wanted to, I never wanted to make someone feel like, oh man, that guy's a dick. Because mm-hmm. now like I spend time with these expos and like when you're, when you're like one of the guys and you guys all, you know, one of the popular guys and you guys all go to the backstage and people all complain about how many fucking hours they've been there and how many people want to take pictures it's like motherfucker like those are the ones that made yeah. you like what the fuck are you complaining about these right. people are They're making you, you who you are yeah. and all these people it's like they they pretend like this is like this holy like how they are and oh I care about people and inspiring and they're in the back scenes like I can't wait to fucking leave all these people are so fucking annoying like it's a joke it's a fucking joke to me this wow. shit genuinely is a joke and it's like yo you're you're popular on social media <laughs> You're popular because of these people. Dude, I remember this was like maybe eight years ago. or well, Maybe not quite eight. When did Shreds first come on? Oh, God. When did they yeah, first... we're going to go there. Oh, are we really going to yeah. go yeah. there? I mean, we know. So, Holy shit. I forgot to say that one. So, <laughs> oh, I don't give a fuck. Wait, wait. I'll talk on, about this on, bullshit. Hang on. Right, right. Right. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Use my discount code. Brandon is 10. If we're going to do that, I got to go. Listen, no, listen, listen, listen. We ragged on them So wait. So before we even started like the show, and we had already been talking a brand and, called Pumps. And, oh my god. I'm out I'm out at Olympia and this was before I got into competing. This is when I was thinking about getting competing. So I'm like I better check this scene out because at this point I'm not even into it. I'm just doing it for the platform. Right. And so I go out to Olympia and I go out to see this and I fucking walk through the doors and there is a fucking fifty foot banner. What year is this? This is it's gotta be like 11, 12, right? Yeah, yeah at, le- at least five, nah, five years. Probably 11. Yeah? 13. 12, 13. Is that, yeah. Yeah, what year was it? Whatever, it, it was the first year. Because I mean, I'm up and up on that. I'm not that far disconnected that I didn't see this coming. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, I walk in, and this dude, this kid who I've never fucking met in my life before, he's got a 50-foot fucking banner of himself. Whole entourage following him. Yeah, and I oh see, I see. I think, was it was entourage. it Jay? I think Jay Cutler Security was there guards. that day. Right. And there's oh like nobody in line to talk to Jay Cutler, and there's this line around the building to talk to this fucking kid. Yeah. And I was so fascinated with that, that moment. I've searched them up on Instagram, figure out who they all are, and this is how I found Shreds. <laughs> and I come back and I tell these guys, I'm like, listen, you guys, there's fucking dudes we've never even heard of in fitness that are just like fucking killing it. They're taking over Olympia, and I've never seen any of any of them in this circuit before, so it this blew my me. blew that, my fucking mind. That was the beginning of the end for me. Really? That was when I was like, yeah. "This this is lame now." 
I, com- I still competed for a few years afterwards, but that was like when all that shit changed. Oh, you competed too? Yeah, I, I did bodybuilding for about 10 years and powerlifting for close to that too. Put up a picture of uh, Brandon. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I don't look actually, like it at all now. This is going to shock the yeah, shit out of you. Brandon might have been okay. the biggest guy in the room. <laughs> this is going to shock the oh, shit, shit out of you. This no, is, but it's, uh, it, it just says a lot. It says a lot about social media. Right, where like, it's going it right now. It changed this whole fucking industry. Yeah, yeah the entire It came entire to the point where like you can be... Just because you got good abs or like, what are you a pretty person or whatever? You can just make up some bullshit. Now yeah. all of a sudden you're expert straight on up, nutrition. Straight up bullshit. On, yeah. Yeah. Straight up bullshit. That's that's a hundred percent what motivated us with our show. I yeah. mean, we we got on the phone and we started talking and we just went off and we're like, we need to do a show dude. and we're let's be fearless and let's just talk about everybody. Oh damn, damn look dude. at you. Oh Man. shit, yeah. bro. <laughs> Sick boy. Oh shit. That's in 2014. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I actually did a... Damn, you look good, dude. I did a couple classic physique shows last year, and, and then I just... After USA's, I just retired. You uh, you run all your stuff? You, your diet, your yeah, training, I, uh, your programming? I've always done my own thing, uh, but there are people that have helped. Like, I became good friends with Stan McQuay since I moved out oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Stan no became shit. kind of like a mentor of mine, so I always ran a lot of stuff. How far did you go? Um, with bodybuilding, you know, I qualified for national shows a long time, but I never competed for bodybuilding because I never felt I was ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I, respect, I respected the game, so to speak. Like, I didn't right. want to do USA's until I thought I could win it. Or be competitive, mm-hmm. right? That's so funny. I did this when I came. Well, I was men's physique, so my shit didn't even look like that, right? So I, I was coming in. I remember everyone telling me to get on stage. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to get on stage until I feel like I can compete with the fucking pros. Like until I feel like I'm even close to that, I don't yeah. even want to fuck around. Well, Damn, so I look great. I would always take a lot of time off in between shows, and always improved over time. Um, I started as a teenager, and then kind of, you know, sometimes I would take a year or two off in between shows, but always show up with improvements. And uh, I mean, the I guess my best accomplishment or my proudest moment was that picture that Kevin had up there was uh, the 2014 Gold Coast local show here. It was my first overall and uh, so overall victory for bodybuilding. And two weeks prior to that, I did the uh, LA Fit Expo powerlifting invitational. I did deadlift only there and I pulled over 700 pounds. Uh, and I, brought those I wanted to have brought those triceps up though. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh, <laughs> Sorry, bro. Yeah, not, in that pose, you know, <laughs> just a little more tricep. But then I, um, I went on uh, to win two other shows that year. Uh, I didn't win the overall, but I won my class, the heavyweights for the Frigno and the Excalibur, which are decent size. What shows. year did you do Frigno? Uh, 2014. The initial. Yeah. The first one. Yeah, the first one. Bro, Harvard. we were there at the same time. Really? You did I, did, I did Men's Physique the first year nice. at Ferrigno. That was actually one of the, the way they expedited there, and that yeah. show was one of the nicest shows that I'd been to. Yeah, and I, I really like the show. I mean, Chris Minnis, the promoter, is a, a friend of mine, and he okay. he's a yeah. competitor himself, and he'll, like, the muscle contest shows, you know, even though there are people there that I like, I don't really care for how Notice they put them the on. Notice the ears, though. But, you know. <laughs> Oh, so it's like I, I never grew into those. Leaner, they're sharper. You're uh, <laughs> like, like a hypertrophy going on there. Yeah. Yeah. He hears everything. It's amazing. <laughs> you, know I mean? you, like, you look like a Jack St. Pierre. That's what you look like. You're, you're, oh, shit. I mean, right? I, oh, oh like, let's go. Like a Jack St. Pierre right there. It, We're going to have to change the oh, wow. the Jack St. Pierre. Right? Right? All right. Which, by the way, can we talk about how badass that was, dude, to watch that fight? I felt like an asshole because I... Bet against him? No. No, hell no, hell no. I didn't know. This guy tried to give me to Because someone goes, did you... Girl, a girl was like, "Did you watch the fights?" And I was like, "No." She was like, "Yeah, some old UFC fighter came back." I was like, "Really?" What? And then I go- and then I googled it. And I was like, "Oh, I missed this." Bro, that was the I best was card. That was, that was the best card. UFC One card I've card. seen in years, dude. It was yeah. like, oh, it was that, that was an amazing card. Yeah. I mean, three championships got un- you know, defeated. Yes, yeah. dude, yeah. amazing, That's so badass. That's excellent. He went another round though. He's not going any further than that. Like you could tell he was gassed. Yeah, he's big. He's. I mean, you could tell for him to fill out that frame. It's something different. So who 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 irritates you guys the most now? 
Oh, so we got, we already talked about shreds, but they're kind of. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> are they are they though? Do you, are Brad, you stay up on? Brad them? is the most irritating to me. Yeah. Most yeah. Are, they, are they are they still <laughs> dipping down? Do you know what's going on yeah, with it them? It seems like they kind of. I don't even know. They're, they're, they're gone now. I think because yeah. oh, I, I talked oh. to one of the other guys the other day, um, and he was like, "Yeah, wow. I'm starting my own company." So like, and he's one of the main people. Oh really? Yeah. I just I, don't want to say his name because you don't want to railroad. Yeah, no, I just don't. I just. You know, yeah. Don't give There's just some things that just just deserve to stay in the past. <laughs> well, I've I've gotten to the in point sync. where I so like to to finish my brief story with that. Like I I finally did the USA's for classic physique, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it let me down. And then every expo I went to, I was like, just it's all social media stuff. Like everything changed from when I first got into it to where it is now. And I was like, I don't like this anymore. And then I got to the point where like I hated everybody. It was like all these companies, all these social media dipshits that never did anything. Like I hate them all. And like pure hatred which is not good because I don't like to just have that, right? Right. And so I guess the point where I was like, you know what? That's just, that's the world we live in in any industry, especially one that grows and fitness has exploded because of social media. So like it, there's no point in like hating on what somebody else is doing or trying to look for like the people that are crooked anymore to the fit tees like we talked about mm-hmm. in our, one of our episodes that instead it's better to just focus on like what you do and you stay yeah. in your lane, so well, to I'll, t- like, I'll tell you who's like made out. lead by example and, and do what you want to do and, and, mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. you know, and don't worry about all the other companies that are fucking Well, up I'll tell you who's you know. made out like bandits is these supplement companies because they're getting these guys to rep them and stuff and they're giving them nothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. T-shirts. Yeah. That's yeah. the hustle, bro. It's, that's yeah. the hustle. There's a sure. lot of people well, I mean, know that Shred, Shreds did that model beautifully. I mean, that's what they did so well. Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah, look at St. Pierre. Did I hit that or what? I thought I hit that pretty well. That's pretty legit. Did you see this shit? Damn. Halloween, bro. The nose and everything. Right? And he was a fighter. What happened to your uh, nose, bro? Uh, <laughs> I think mine's been broken a few times. Oh, okay. No, um, I mean, just on that point of this whole supplement thing, like, yeah, it's 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 funny, man. But it's, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Even though you... The, I feel like there's a small percentage of people who know better. But there's such a large percent of people who are just like, they're just, because fitness is still so new, that they're just like, I'm willing to listen to anything. Right. Yeah. And like, because, I mean, people still go, how do I lose fat? Like, no, it's, you think you think that it's like, oh, we understand it by now. But like, there's, st- I still get tons of DMs, tons of messages, Instagram, there's a lot Snapchat, of confusion. everywhere. There's a lot of uh, misinformation, a lot of counter information. I think part of the issue is that you have general, uh, there's some general truths when it comes to like nutrition and training. But the individual variance is so fucking massive to where you can have one person who's like, I eat keto and it fucking works great for me. I feel amazing. You got some person over here that's like, I'm a vegan and I feel great eating vegan. And next thing you know, it's this debate. Yeah, you hear all all, and you're like, what works for me? And everyone gets confused. Yeah, it's just the individual variance is so huge. The same thing with training. You see some people that respond so well. It's natural for us to, for people to want to, People want to get, put themselves in a box, dude. Everybody wants it to, to identify with a tribe or a group, and so it feeds right into that. So shout out to the squad. Right, <laughs> that's what it is, yeah, though. Everybody, people people want to belong to a group, and then the real thing that I like talking to, especially with guys like you, is that's a hard thing to navigate when you're trying to build a business, build an empire yourself. It's like, how do I do that at the same time, stay true to who I who I am, and not become like somebody like a shreds type of model? You know, yeah. fuck, right? It feels so bad. We just keep like, uh, ah, well, oh, don't feel bad. Fuck them. No, so I don't feel yeah. bad. I yeah, did, right. They did Fuck it to them. themselves. Yeah, right. They yeah. did it to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it became it a learning experience. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> is your, was your question how to? 
Yeah, like how do you? Well, here's the thing. Like, there's something to learn from these guys. You know, the information was shit. Whatever, but can't deny they made millions of dollars. But they well, besides, like they got the they got the word out. They're very very good at doing that. So there's something to be you know be said about I mean, that. It's just marketing, though. It's just right, marketing. like learn that right because then you've got these really brilliant people who are just nobody can hear them because they suck at that side of it. You, you know what I've what I found though is that like a lot of times the people the experts so to speak um, they're spending so much time being an expert or learning and stuff that they don't spend time on the marketing. Mm-hmm. And like that's why there's even some supplement companies and a lot of even the the people that probably should have the biggest platforms don't have a platform because like they're so busy just doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're so busy learning the science or reading and researching. So that whatever, was the you know? motivation behind Mind Pump. So Mind Pump, what what we found when we started like diving through everything was like, dude, all the the smartest people that are writing all the great books that are actually doing all the research, nobody knows who the fuck they are. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't they don't give a shit about social media or Instagram or YouTube or any of these things. So they're over here in their corner or in their lab doing all the studies. Meanwhile, all these kids that nobody you know nobody knows who the fuck they are. They have no no credentials whatsoever out here, and they're fucking promoting all this bullshit. Yeah. And so that was really the motivation was okay, let's first establish ourselves as an authority. Once we create ourselves as an authority, now let's bring up these people who we think that, like, man, are putting out a good message or have good information. Hey, Kevin, show them. does that sound kind of familiar <laughs> to the YouTube thing we did for a little bit? Yeah. I, I had a, yeah, a brief, a brief uh, YouTube thing that I had kind of started that I might bring back that was kind of the same concept. I wanted to do the same thing because I, I got to the point where I was like, you know, I, maybe I can try and learn some of the social media stuff that I've learned, especially being good friends with Brad. And then apply that in a way that I could then start to give a platform to people that like. Right. You, you know. just need a douchey friend like me who knows how to use the internet. <laughs> and that's then, why we yeah, got Adam. Ex- you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. why I got this guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, what make, that's what makes a great team, though. That's what's probably yeah. special about all three of you guys. You guys, are, you guys seem to be very different, which is like the three of us. We all, yeah. even though we're all yeah. in health and fitness, we have different backgrounds, and that's what makes the Who's the weakest one? Like, He's the weakest one. Yeah. <laughs> Strength-wise? Yeah. Strength. We, we, yeah. we, we yeah. have different lists. Let's Depends on the this. lift and if yeah. you're going to do pound for pound. He's the pound for pound guy. I can tell. I can tell. What's a Wilkes? He's got the Wilkes. He's got the Wilkes. Anytime. <laughs> we try, every time we get into PRs, it like breaks the calculator. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. You weigh this much? Yeah, let's be oh, honest, bro. So, so what's your deadlift? Uh, all time, 600. Now hey. it's probably in the low fives, low to mid fives. Yeah, yeah. Like curious about it. <laughs> I, I oh, had, you're funny. I had, <laughs> I had this guy one time that was um, – he, he came – I don't even know why he was debating with me. I, I was like the target, right? And like at the time, I was weighing closer to 250, and like I was pulling like – yeah, I probably could have pulled mid sevens. I pulled seven forty five in the gym. Seven twenty two is my best in in the meet. But then uh, he was like, "Well, you know, I weigh like one fifty something, and I could pull like you know five forty or whatever. Like, so my Wilkes is better, and like I'm officially stronger than you. This and that, and I'm natural, and you're not. And I was like, so what you're telling me is you're on steroids and you're bigger and stronger than me. And so I need to tell you this to feel better about myself. I was like, because at the end of the day, say whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah, I'm on a bunch of gear. I'm a lot fucking bigger than you, and I'm a lot stronger than you. So, <laughs> right. fuck off. It, it, is. Yeah. it is what it is. You should have been like, yeah, yeah. Can, can you go move that fridge for me then? Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> so how, how are you guys liking the podcasting world now? I mean, you've, you've dominated Instagram. You've dominated YouTube. Now you're making your, your way into podcasting. How are you guys liking it right now? I like to meet. I like to meet. I, mean, I, I have my answer ready. Yeah. Uh, we need to be better Brad, at scheduling. Brad paid for everything <laughs> in here, so I, you know, I look at him right away. I was like, Yeah, yeah, because we just a lot of we money. were like, This is gonna be fun. Yeah, and then Brad's like, Fuck, how much did you spend on this shit? And I was like, Yeah, I, I got to total that up. Yeah, um, <laughs> get back to you on that. Honestly, like just just podcasting in general, I enjoy it probably more than any anything else that I've done because it's just more real. It's just more right. raw. Mm. There's less like. 
Because I don't get me wrong, like, that's how I got popular was, like, I did the pizzazz shit, like, I lifted girls, I jumped out of pools, I did all the crazy shit. But, like, I've always noticed from conversation with people who've come and talked to me is, like, the real shit is what they cared about. The, the videos where I talked about, like, life and death mm-hmm. and motivation and, like, real real stuff that affects your heart. So this this format, I feel like, aids that so much more. Like, if some because if someone's willing to listen for an hour, right. they're really trying to learn some shit. Yeah. So I think in general, like, the, the, the platform of a podcast is more is more effective and can be more effective it's just like maybe there might be less people to jump on it initially mm-hmm. but um it's way deeper they're way it's, more loyal the, yeah. the people who first off business wise podcasts com- they convert better than anything else on a number yeah. per number yeah just because that people listen to you for an hour you connect with them better they get to know you a little more it's way deeper it may yeah. not be as wide but it's a lot deeper. That's I mean, what I enjoy. Yeah, is is the is the fact that like you can connect with someone on a different level than just like here's some crazy shit. This is how you do abs. Do some shit. <laughs> do some curls. Get arms. Whatever. And it's just kind of like it's kind of like this because that's how everyone wants to like Instagram. Everyone wants it. They want new shit now today. Next, right. next minute. Next minute. They everyone they want it. Like that's the whole idea of like most of the social media platforms now is like as much give it all. Like get it good. Get it good. And they just kind of keep going like this. And it's the mm-hmm. constant. You need more. You need more. This is more like. It's almost like you write a short book or something, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's, and, well, yeah, yeah. You, take a page out of Tim Ferriss. Yeah, because yeah. your That's social what Tim Ferriss did. Yeah, and your yeah. social media is very entertaining. It's got that you know Instagram flair doing all that stuff. With the podcast, what are you trying to deliver? What is yeah. it that you want to show people? What am I trying? Yeah, to Yeah, what are you guys trying to show? So I would say it's, it's along the same lines of like, I kind of why I started. I mean, for me, I know these guys have different perspectives on this. Um, it's the reason why I do what I do is because I want to help people and, and not in a sense of just help people like everyone says that shit it's because i've been in moments in my life where like i felt like i needed help and i wanted help and i looked for help and it wasn't always help so it was kind of like i grew up without a father i had i had moments in my life where i felt very like just uh alone in a sense or like when i achieved things there wasn't a oh good job and that that idea of like i don't know just in a sense of having hope that things can get better mm-hmm. and and Def- i don't know being almost like a big brother to people Brad divorced kind of or passed away? What was how he took his life when I was six. So my mom had divorced when I was how crazy is that? That's huh? crazy. So yeah. they divorced when I was five, and then uh, and then a year later he took his life when I was six. He hung himself. Um, yeah. So that's my, my dad took his life at seven. Yeah, when I, I was seven. When you were seven, how did he do it? Shot himself. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. No so, note. No nothing. Wow. So for me, it's that. It's the. It's like growing up and damn, I don't want to get emotional. Uh, that's right. Roll with it. Yeah. Shit is always so difficult. <clears throat> it's definitely made you into the man that you are today, for sure. You know, everything <laughs> from the empathy side that you have, not having that model, I didn't have the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you, what what you'll find too, you really want to help people. Can you know, letting people see who you really are is one of the most effective things you could do. We talk about this on the show, and it's it's very difficult to do it when we talk about our motivations for exercise, which are. Based on insecurities, you know, I grew up very skinny, so I wanted to yeah. be the bigger guy, and I did things to my body that probably weren't the best. Um, and I went through a divorce while we're recording, uh, you know, our podcast while Mind Pump is going on. I'm yeah. going through this whole thing, and those are the episodes that connect the most with our audience. It's also the most cathartic. You'll find that podcasting, at least for us, the most it's probably the most therapeutic thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I would definitely say that's, uh, I guess, what I wanted to bring to it. Not not so much in therapy, but just give people a source of entertainment. And like, uh, you know, because I've had a bunch of different influences with podcasting. And it's something, I mean, 
I don't know if you you know of Kevin and Bean out here. Mm. Uh, mm. Just you know, LA radio, yeah. okay. and like they've okay. just always been something to me. Where I've like heard them, and I heard Howard Stern growing up, and I was just like, man, like these voices, these like you know, they, they provide funny, they provide serious, they provide you know, um, up to date entertainment. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, same thing with like uh, Ralph Garman and like Kevin Smith. You know, people like Brendan Schaub and, yeah. you know, um, Joe Rogan. You know, I, I just have such a different wide range of, like, people I like to listen to at different times just because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like this today. I need some comedy, so I'm going to listen to... Bro, you're going to fucking love yeah. Mind Pump, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything we get compared to is everything you just got... Our influence, yeah, for yeah. sure. Same people Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. Like we've been coined as the Howard Stern of fitness. That's we try and bring this yeah, comedy approach, but then we also get fucking deep and talk, and we share yeah. our own insecurities. Like, we came out early on, and you have these bodybuilder looking dudes that are steroided out and then all of a sudden we start talking about feelings and emotion and like what drove us in the gym because let's be real like that's the kids that are getting into it right now everybody who starts to work out right we start working out because of an insecurity because something yeah. about it something we don't like i'm too small yeah. i'm too fat i'm too short i'm not good lucky enough someone's not giving me attention something drove all of us to walk in that fucking gym and there's something there's something to take from that because there's uh, there's a lot of power in that that probably propelled all of us to where we're at now today and there's something and to me i feel like when we get to uh, the level especially where you guys are at where mind pump is at that we kind of we owe that to share with the other young i wish there was some yeah. I want to say to your point exactly is that so many people look at the end product like who I am or what I've done. They're like, man, that's cool. I want to do that. I want to be popular. I want to do fitness. Like I get messages all the time. Like how do I get my name out there and be popular? Mm -hmm. It's like you guys need to figure out why the fuck you give a shit about this. Like that's exactly what you said is that point of like what pushed you in the gym? What made you want to be better? What made you want to be greater? It's like it's something emotional. It's not just like I want to lose weight. I want to get bigger arms or I want to be like Bradley Martin. That's that's too vague. It's not it's not close enough to someone's heart right. and it's like you got to think deeper like why do you give a fuck about what you're doing and not enough people do that they just look at the end product like i said and they're like i want that how do i get that let's i need big arms i need this but at some point it fades because there's no real there's no real passion behind it right the passion right. comes from that moment like the thing that i went through that i was like i want to i want to change my life i want to affect other people's life positive because i i wanted that right mm -hmm. so that it comes deep inside of me so when i lift and when i do all these things that make me better or crazy or whatever it's it's come like it's coming from there. Like when I go to deadlift to heavyweight, like I'm thinking about that's why it matters to me. This is what it's for. I'm gonna lift this weight, not just like I'm just gonna lift this weight because it's gonna make me cool or popular. Right. So it all started there, and then eventually I look back one day and it's like, oh, people give a shit about what I'm doing. It was never like I just want to be popular. Right. It was like I'm gonna do this. It was almost like accident, almost side effect of it. Absolutely. And so, and I think people forget to look at like why you're doing what you do. Like you said, you asked me why you, why you're doing this. What do you mm -hmm. like about it? Right. And I've no one, they just kind of like, they see shit and they're like, that's really cool. I want to do that. But it, it, like you said, is it maybe it's not for them? Right. Yeah. Because they don't, like, they, why? Right. Yeah. Like, not enough people can answer why they do something. Oh, and you know, that's I, what really drives you is the why. The and, purpose. and when you fall down, that's what yeah. picks you back and up. And we, 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 we realized just doing our show that when we're driven by business and all that stuff, we do okay. But when we go back to the purpose mm -hmm. and the passion, that's when we succeed the most. All as a side effect, that's when shit really starts to take off. And it's because it's something bigger, or we feel like it's something bigger than us. It's bigger than how much we're going to produce or how many downloads we have or whatever. It's literally because we want to – I'm talking to me 
when yeah. I was 13 years old. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We all went through these same struggles and, and that same path. And we just want to make sure that people understand that, you know, and then there's other, you know, there's, there's better ways to go about this. And so, you know, what can we do to kind of provide that in our years of experience training people one-on-one, you know, what does that look like? We want to be able to show people, look, you know, this is not popular right now, but this is going to benefit your body so much more. And, you know, it's just tough because you're, you're going to fight through all this misinformation that's out there. And, you know, it's one of those things. We're just super passionate about that. Because well, Brad, what, I didn't I've, get that. I've, I've watched uh, I've watched you since you pretty much got going on Instagram. I've been uh, following you for a long time. And I actually kind of feel like uh, <clears throat> the direction you're going now with the podcast and even your message, the stuff that you share uh, where you talk uh, talk on your Insta story and stuff like that, I feel like your even your tone's kind of changing a little bit. Is there are you kind of directing going a different direction now, or do you feel like you're starting to get more in touch and share more of these types of things? Because I feel like, like you said when you first started, it was more like all the look at this cool shit. You got the you got the attention, and now I feel like you're kind of steering the ship in a little bit of a different direction. Do you feel that way? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you have to. I think things have to constantly change. You got to constantly evolve, and I just it's just kind of like what matters to me because that's always what I've like driven off of is like what actually really matters to me so it's always mattered to me it just kind of became more like i guess i got more like fuck it It was like this is who i really am i'm gonna be more of this i'm gonna i'm gonna show more love i'm gonna give more more, like give more much more back as much as i can i want to like instead of trying to be like the crazy fucking and because that's who i am as well and these guys know me for years i've always been the loud guy the crazy guy the funny guy the whatever the annoying guy whatever you want to call it yeah, pretty and, much. And uh, mostly annoying. <laughs> yeah. no, definitely not funny. Oh, come shit. on. Bitch, you know I'm funny. Oh, <laughs> don't make, no lie. Don't lie. Was, was never like the strong guy. Those are the ones guy. that hurt. <laughs> Somebody called stronger. you not funny. Anyways. Yeah. Like we live, we were training right. with him because we, we were laughing at him in the gym. He was the funny oh, guy. This is oh, all bullshit. Oh, my God. Now they think they have jokes yeah, all man, of a sudden. That's the funny thing. It's like all of a sudden you got jokes. You know what's cool about owning a gym like this and doing what you guys are doing? One thing that I miss, and we talked about this because – we don't have any desire to open a gym to make money, but one thing that we all talk about missing is having a gym like this around. It keeps your finger. It keeps your finger yeah. on the pulse of fitness. You're not. You're not separated from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get to be out here and talk to the people and see them train, and yeah. just ke- keeps it real. Well, initially when, when uh, I first started thought about opening a gym, I was like, it, the idea was like, I'm just gonna open a place where I could film content. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what right. We are. So mm-hmm. initially, it was like, I just want to have this for myself so I can film content. Then it's like. Well, we're making something really fucking cool. Might as well have people come be a part of it. But the goal wasn't like, oh, we want to have a gazillion members and like all this shit. It was just more like have a dope place that like mm-hmm. I could film some crazy shit out and have fun and like have guests and like film videos and shit. Oh, what well, I love, what I love that you flipped on its head. Totally, is totally different approach. We all noticed you, it right what, away. What you did that's really smart, and I will, if it hasn't paid off already, it will continue. To I pay foresee off. this being more of a trend. You'll is see other people allowing do this. allowing people to have the cameras and do all that shit in here and oh, video themselves because that's everyone's doing that now. Well, that's I mean that's how I build everything that I have. Well, I, it'd be silly if I had a gym and I was like, don't film shit. It, don't yeah. you think it's crazy that all these other but gyms all are that way? All the, won't. All yeah, the other right? gyms. I, well, it's, I just I think I it's crazy, but I get it because it's like it's it's all liability shit. Sure. Because totally. we started initially, and obviously everyone's going to steal this fucking idea. Shout out to all the dick riders who like to copy the name of my gym. They know exactly who they are. Uh, you're a piece of shit if you ever listen to this and you know it. Uh, anyways, so you you have a thing built off of like... You got someone bite the name? Like purely the name, not Zoo, Pretty right? much. No, really? Wow. No, pretty much. I, I wow. Do. Pretty much. Imagine this. The most popular word in fitness... Or is it 200? Listen, is listen. It, even, imagine this. the same like, logo? No, no, no. Imagine uh. this. What's the most popular word in fitness? What's the most popular word in fitness? Or or it's shredded? It's, no 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 fitness. like fitness. fitness. Oh okay oh, okay. <laughs> and then and then they put a uh, what's what what's what's unique about our gym? 
What do you think? What are you in the in the name? Not this part. The zoo. Oh, not that culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he decided he was yeah. like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. and then and it's funny because then like there's wood in the gym too. There's wood in the gym. The, the, no, not it's just. It's also funny because we had a conversation. Wood, Hold on, we had wood. a fucking conversation <laughs> eight months before we opened this motherfucking gym with the same motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, who then moved out of L.A. to go open a gym somewhere else. Oh, wow. We had a conversation before we opened his fucking gym. I said if he gets a bulldog, I'm, I'm probably going to go beat He'll probably ass. get a bulldog. I'll, I'll probably go beat <laughs> yeah. I, I have two, but I, I think I had a first. Mine are six and four, bro. Uh, we got reclaimed Sorry, wood, too. Just so, you know. <laughs> so what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Bro, uh, let's talk about people biting people's shit, oh bro. Oh, my God. No, I can't. I can't. I don't want to get there. So, okay, without rolling, I guess, names that are here, are these... People that are, do you see this? Does this happen to you a lot? I mean, you are very original in a lot of the things that you did for sure. This 100%. happened from the beginning. From the very beginning, the whole, I was the first person on Instagram to sell online coaching. Okay, so I'm going to call you out on something right now. Go ahead. Okay, because uh, you're the only person to block me. And the only reason why, <laughs> like, what, like years ago, Whoa. years ago, this kind of, what is yes. your thing? Yes. Booyah. Yes. Okay, well, I'm, I bet you I know why. Okay, so well, I figured it was you probably dick riding my shit. No, no that's no, why I block no, people. No, 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 no definitely no. not. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm as original as they come, bro. Okay, okay. So, but I figured because I was like, okay, maybe he at that time this had too, to be like five years. Yeah, ago. it was. Okay. It was like five years ago. I had just found you, and what I, I was like, dude, this dude is you're built like we're. I'm six three. I was two hundred and forty pounds, six three, and I'm competing, and I see you jumping out of the pool, and that's how I came across your stuff, and I I was following you, and then I got blocked, and I thought, oh, maybe it was a mistake, and then I tried to add a bunch of times. The, what did you say anything to me? No, that's and I'm not, <laughs> dude. I'm not a troll. I'm not someone who does anything. Like that. that was what's so crazy. Was I was like, I wonder. But I thought, well, maybe too maybe because he sees me in fitness and <laughs> no. he sees that I'm a guy who's built like so, him. Okay, were were you was, online coaching? I, I did online coaching. Okay, so there was a time. Okay, let me. Exp- I want to explain this. What happened? There and this was this was the younger me. Explain yourself, son. This is the younger me. I <laughs> explain <laughs> yourself. Son. I want to explain this. This he is the younger really me. You would, you would love, you would love me, bro. I was like, he's probably a nice listen, guy. You I don't fucking give a love me, dude. Listen, give I don't. No, I, I love you. And this thing is, I never met you. You're awesome as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like right now, after, I already, I, I already love you. So oh, yeah. listen though, oh. there was a time when I first started this whole online coaching thing, and people who were kind of close to me, like I just noticed, like I, I made like I was the first person. I'm not saying people didn't train people online before. Right. Before they called it like virtual coaching. People did it mm-hmm. on websites. Mm-hmm. And right, right. Competition shit. So I coined this like online coaching and I had little, I used, I was like one of the first people ever to make little Instagram squares. This was before Shreds. This was before anything existed like marketing wise. Yeah. I made Instagram squares like online coaching did giveaways. I did the very first giveaway with Instagram fitness, which later on Shreds bought the account. It's a piece of shit now. And, and to, but, to add to Brad's thing, Back when Instagram first started, when the rest of us were just editing pictures and posting on Facebook or using it as like a filter thing, he was telling me then, he's like, dude, you got to start marketing stuff through your, your Instagram. And then he, he was already starting the coaching. He's like, yeah. he's like, you should start doing the coaching thing. Like yeah. you're a bodybuilder. Like, really? he, like shut up. He was, Instagram. yeah. And I this was like, before anyone was on Instagram, yeah. Like, yeah. Before Instagram was on, well, I, I was even on Android. Yeah. I was, I was still working on my MySpace then. So I hadn't even, <laughs> everyone, was was everyone was on Facebook. Everyone was on Facebook, filter yeah. stuff, put it on Facebook. No one used Instagram. Yeah. Right. Right. And I read about it, knowing it was going to be popular. I was like, this is going to be the fucking wave. This is going to change everything. So I, I, cause I wanted to be on Twitter back in the day. I was like, how could I make a business on Twitter? Cause my old goal was like, I want to be able to sit at home and play video games and chill and make money at home. Yeah. That was my goal. I want to play video games. <laughs> I swear to God, it's fucking crazy. Right. Which I mean, it's anyways, it's, yeah. yeah, that was a goal of mine I'm for a while. Flat. So it's all right. There's nothing wrong so with that goal. I started doing this and I was the first person to just give away online coaching on Instagram fitness. And then next thing you know, it was like everybody. Oh, wow. 
everybody was cop. I'm talking about like copying word for word, like advertise, like type of shit. Everyone would copy the way that I would post captions, like the lines that I would use, everything. And I was just like, I got to the point where I was like, I was seeing it, and I was like, block, block, <laughs> block, block. You were probably just one of them. No, I believe. And later that. on, I, I got believe. two dickheads. Two, if they ever listen to this podcast, two dickheads. One knows exactly who he is because he lived with me for a while. Another one, they used to work together. They came back later and they were doing the same shit, and they told me like, yeah, we copied all your shit. Back in the day. Wow. So it was like people confirming, constantly confirming. And it was just like, I was like, fuck it. I, I got mad. But see, I want to explain something to you guys. I was younger. And yeah. I learned it like at some point. That's flattering now. And he's still immature fucking, as fuck. I'm still immature as fuck. Then, so. But it just doesn't matter. <laughs> like I found myself trying to like combat these things and trying to like. But the thing is, if someone's, it was a good idea. Right? Yeah. And I can't be like, this is only mine. Right, it doesn't right. work that way. Yeah. And at the time, I was just, I, I guess I was bummed out because I felt like I was doing all this and I was thinking of all these creative things and everyone was just like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to jack that. That's a good idea. I'll put my name on <laughs> yeah, it. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. I'll t- I'll and it's still fucking happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but it, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll sorry. tell you what was a, it's like a paradigm shattering moment for me was when I learned that when people start to copy some of the stuff I say and whatever, it actually makes, uh, it increases the value of what I do because all, a lot of the people know that I was the first one. So I like it. Yeah. I love it. The when people, people that really that. care know you're the OG. And yeah. it actually, really it'll care. actually make you. What's your ex- Instagram? Sorry. Well, it's mind pump. It's mind pump, Adam. Adam but it used to be we love to hate Adam. So back when I when I followed yeah. you way back then, it was we love to hate Adam. Reason probably why. He's like, well, I hate this fucking guy. He's like, I love hate this guy too. Whatever. Block this bitch. I'm connected on on your other two. I could put your original. Yo, that is funny. Look at see. Straight block. Straight. You don't have any posts still. No, no, that's I'm blocked right there. Can you unblock him on the show? All your other. I'm connected. I'm so happy. I'm unblocking. So happy. Okay, we're friends now. Yo, that's so funny. Why did I? Indeed. Do that. You must. You must. No, you had to, totally you not. Did, I was sort of. Do God. I strike you as that guy? But what, no. it, what it does make sense is exactly what you're saying. Was yeah. you were probably going through something at a time. You probably came across my yeah. page. Maybe I had a post similar to something right, you did, right. and then you probably said either Fuck that this or guy. it was one of your one of your half nude po- photos on the swing. Yeah, which is funny like though, because now it's <laughs> ironic is that yeah. I've met you, and before you even brought up any of that, I was already like, I like these guys. I always in my head like I like these guys, <laughs> and that's the thing about the internet is like people just. It's so different when you meet someone yeah. in person. Right, right. And 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Everybody's like <clears throat> changed our mind. We've, like met, we've, met we've met so many people that we thought like, oh, these people are going to be freaking awesome. We're going to love them. And then we meet them and we leave and we're like, oh, God, there's damn, nothing there. That yeah. is a fucking yeah. moron. What the fuck was that? And we can't stand them. And then there's been people we meet where we're like, this guy's a douchebag. We meet them. We're like that dude is is brilliant, or that person has a lot more to offer than we yeah, like yeah, thought. Yeah, or like Brad, genuine. Yeah. Uh, well, like, fucking, you, this guy's gonna be a douchebag, and then they're like, man, he's he's pretty cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I like okay. it. I, I go through that on the daily. I wake well, up, I'm like, fuck. Knowing how your guys' background in fitness, and you know, walking into your gym, you can feel the energy in here. Yeah. You know, being able to great music by the being way. able to be yeah. very open I'm on a podcast and all that stuff. I mean, I was genuine. Running, I was running very very genuine. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's good that there's you. It's great that there's more people in fitness like that because there's too many of the other ones. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Too many of the garbage I, out there. Too much. I appreciate that, man. And that's something that like it means a lot to me, and and also why I can understand how anybody would get frustrated when somebody like kind of copies your stuff. Because you know, like Brad mentioned with the gym here, whenever I sat down with Brad and we were talking about you know the way we wanted to do this, and we never brought up like, okay, this is how we can make a lot of money. It was like, okay, well, let me look, let me look through like our bookkeeping, our numbers, and like how much we're going to invest, and like the benefits we're going to get out of this with like a place to film for content, and then like something that we're like, oh, you know, we can have people here. We need to make the culture, the environment, all this stuff. We were at the point where we're like, you know, let's just let's figure out a way that we can at least just break even. Like, let's not lose money on this, but like, we don't care to make money. 
and I think because of that, we like, we never sacrificed anything that we wanted in the gym or in our gym. We never said like, oh, well, you know, if we, if we do this, then we'll make more money, but it's going to require us acting like every other dickhead gym there is mm-hmm. like every other, Oh, you got to sign this long contract yeah. because we want your money for a whole year. Oh, you want to cancel? You got to pay a fee. Well, there's, you, there's, you know, there's really two models in fitness that can be successful. One is much more difficult to do than the other. So the two are one, you have a cheap ass membership fee. You got a lot of equipment. Yeah, and your goal is to sign people up and then for them not to use it anymore. That's yeah. that's the that's, planet that's fitness model. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. 24 hour fitness model, right? The other model is to develop a culture yeah. within your yeah. within your facility that makes people <laughs> want to show up. There's the word. Now everyone uses <laughs> fucking words. In everything. It's on mine. I already now. saw it. Tons, see tons, of, the place. tons of apparel <laughs> shit. I've seen it everywhere already. But the, but the difficult thing about that is Fuck. it takes Coach actual work. work. And you know who did? Saying. I'll give you an example of someone or a company or business that did that very well. CrossFit. Say what you will yeah. about oh, them. Sure. No, no, CrossFit developed a culture, Without and that was extremely successful. Yeah. And they're charging. I mean, the well, culture top sucks, dollar. But it, yeah, I get it. Well, yeah. it's yeah. their culture, right? Yeah. I want to say powerful. something about CrossFit in general. As much as I, I'm like, it's fucking whatever. They changed fitness absolutely yeah. because yeah. they made all these big gyms be like, "Oh, oh we need a functional Barbell? area. Oh, we shit. need a fucking turf." And they're, yeah. throw, yeah. they're people are squatting, their gyms people are deadlifting. Yeah. nobody yeah. was doing that. Like before. 20, some twenty fours have a tire in their gym with a tire. Almost all, like, all of them are converting. Really, and they you guys made, have that made powerlifting. I was more asking popular. for that yes. shit a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Nobody listened. Like it made real. I'm not saying CrossFit's not real shit, but they made all this other shit that was just like Stone Age, way more popular. I'll tell you guys what, because we come from a similar industry uh, or similar side of fitness as you, right? When we first came out and we, uh, one of our first episodes was why Mind Pump doesn't CrossFit. And we actually got contacted by their headquarters and went back and forth. (laughs) We did a second episode talking shit. But now, three years later, we've met with and talked with some of the leaders in CrossFit. CrossFit is evolving quite a bit. So you've got people like Kelly Starrett in there who's talking about mobility. We've talked to, yeah, Rob Wolf and, you know, the Barbell Shrug guys and, uh, beyond the barbell, those guys and Jason Kalipa and these these dudes and these people, these leaders are really starting to change all the kind of bad stuff that start all the bad. It's still hella fucked up though. It you know, is, but yeah, it's starting to yeah. you're it's starting to see the cream up. is rising to the to the top. You know, with I, I would uh, say the people that do. started it are still you know pushing on evolving. It. Well, it's like yeah. anything else, and and you got, and you know this when you build something like and it's when, it, when it's in its infancy, it's when it's most like you and what you want, and when it gets fucking huge, then it's like you can't help it. Right. It yeah. gets so massive, well, and people are so disconnected from the the, the people who originated. I, I don't think they plan for it to look like yeah. this no. no yeah i uh i still like making fun of crossfit because it's like so something you yeah. could do yeah. like yeah. You know, and it's our hanging fruit at the same time though like i've seen some of the elite level crossfitters that are stronger than a lot of power lifters and they could do things that like a lot of even elite athletes can't do and so like there's no need to hate on crossfit and somebody will say like oh well what about all the injuries that the regular people get and stuff i'm like there's a bunch of people that are into powerlifting that don't know what the hell they're doing that yeah. hurt themselves all the time right. too the so time. like just the gym in general you know, if if you're yeah if so I like I joke around about CrossFit. I no, don't actually hate CrossFit. The but it's, the biggest jab yeah. that I I've always had, and what I tell people is that the only problem is that it should just be called a sport. Yeah, that's that's it. Right. If it's a sport, it's just like football, soccer, yeah. basketball. You can get in shape doing all those sports. Yeah. It's probably not the best thing for you long term to always be doing, but absolutely you can. And if you're yeah. passionate about it, and you love doing it. Who am I to say? Well, so wait, what do they call it then? CrossFit sport. Well, yeah. right? they should they should yeah. call it a sport. Right, right, right sport now, sport should yeah. be attached to the name. Yeah, because what gotcha. you were having is you had CrossFit boxes, and then they'd have you know you know soccer moms and you know weekend right. warriors going in there, and they're doing 
you know, that's Olympic lifts. That's mostly what's in there. They're doing yeah. Olympic lifts to time yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, they the best way to yeah. get in shape. Like, Destroying Fitness wise. Yeah, yeah just like, fuck I don't know about that. But, I, don't even, I don't even know if I've talked about it. I, I did it. I did it for a few months. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 well, you mentioned yeah. that not today, but in another podcast. Oh, another podcast. Yeah. 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 It makes yeah, sense because yeah. being that you're the... Mason was unhappy with his gender. He's like an A. Well, that's something to admit. I wanted to see what it was like on the other side. Hi, my name is Mason. I used to be a CrossFit. Hey, but let's be real. They brought... I'll tell you what, uh, before CrossFit started getting popular, when we were managing gyms back in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, there was like, you'd have a 30, 40,000 square foot facility, you'd have one squat rack, yeah. and nobody would fucking touch it. Oh, right. dust all would of, be on it. All of a sudden, yeah. people are squatting and deadlifting, and you know, and yeah. you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, and there was no women. And women know? were are lifting weights yeah. hard right? and they heavy. Brought they brought women and men together. Yeah. Like, in L- the only Lulu way and seen. CrossFit yeah. changed. CrossFit is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like CrossFit. Yeah. That, that, that's probably the biggest thing I would say for, for CrossFit is it's put more barbells in more hands yeah. in the last 10 mm-hmm. years probably mm-hmm. than, than any other any other niche sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I just brought light to, to I would say, barbell work yeah. Yeah. in general. And yeah. what's, cool, what's cool about fitness is you can go in these different worlds and kind of dive in and talk to these people, and it's fucking fast. Like, we, we interviewed people from the kettlebell sport. I don't know if you guys are familiar with kettlebell sport, kettlebell yeah. competition. I mean, very different. It's very uh, underground right now. I mean, but, yeah. very, very tight-knit culture and community. Uh, and that's, I mean, they, they've Was done- it like search for this? RKS, RCS? Yep. Uh, There's different certifications. There's like the hard style. Yeah. And the, and the, this is more endurance-based, so they do like long cycles for 10 minutes. Snatch, 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 snatch is minutes. like 10 minutes. It's fucking brutal. I mean, uh. it's a brutal sport. It's really not interesting to watch, which is, <laughs> it's tough. You know, it's a tough thing because it's like you go as a spectator and it's like, Okay, you know, for ten minutes you're just watching them do the same thing, but uh, yeah, I mean it's the, the the community very much resembles what CrossFit was when it first started. So we paid attention to that right away. Like, wow, these people are really tight mm-hmm. together, and they yeah. all support each other, and they clap for each other when they're on all that shit. So, Unlike yeah. the fitness social media community, right? Which everybody right. hates. They're each all like, other. I'm, oh, he's fuck that guy. I'm so much better than you. I gotta fuck stand you. in front of Dude, him. I, I, gotta I, I share this on the show, and you probably remember this also. Being and competing, I'll never forget. Like so, I competed too. By the way, oh, you did too. Yeah, I did men's physique shit. What? Yeah, when way back you? in the day. No shit. Yeah, 2011. Brad, Brad started doing it like I was when the it, first. You guys are so much the same. Group. Like, so I, Steve I think, Cook, Craig Caverso, back in the day. I, yeah. I think Brad did like the so, first show that was back. like the first men's physique so show. All those guys, there, right? Yeah. That's yeah, you, all those guys. Yeah, you can say whatever you want on my first show. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say, man. But what I thought was crazy, so. You know, I've trained thousands of people all my years of training. And, of course, you deal with all these insecurities, body dysmorphia, food issues, and poor relationship with exercise. I got to competing, and I get backstage, and I'm, and I'm, I'm meeting all these guys and I'm like, and girls, and I'm blown away by all the eating disorders, how, how many of them don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just being, oh, man. Yeah. And I would, it, it would, it's worse in the competitive world. So the people, oh, that, yeah. the, people that are, oh, yes. the people that are on the magazines, the people that are telling are the most unhealthy. Are the people the that are most unhealthy with the most fucking issues, which that just blew my mind. Because I was like, yeah. I already knew it was bad. But then I thought, okay, here I am. Especially when I was at the, I was at the amateur level first. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that's because these are amateurs. Maybe the pros, like, they, <laughs> they know their shit. I get to the pro <laughs> level, and I'm like... Fuck, dude, the pros are just Whoa. as stupid as Didn't these guys. Did they laugh at you for eating salad? Oh, yeah. bro, it's salad. Did you ever get to a point that? where, especially when you met the pros and didn't know what they were doing, yeah. and you were like, holy shit, it's purely just a genetic response to drugs that got them here. And then you look at the sport as a whole, and you're like, holy fuck, this is just a genetic response to drugs, and it doesn't. nothing else really matters. Like dude. the nutrition, the work ethic, all that stuff. I'll take somebody with phenomenal genetics, pump full of drugs, and feed them pizza, 
and they'll smash on people and still turn pro. Bro. <laughs> it's like, how does that make the average person Let's talk feel? about the like, cycles that you know? people are running. Like, so in I'm, physique. So I'm, yeah. I'm in men's physique. So let me tell you, my, let me tell you about my yeah. steroid cycle oh my through God. men's physique. So I'm already somebody who dabbled with this when I was in my early 20s. So my, How old are you now? So I'm 35. Okay. 36. Jesus. Today, today I'm birthday. birthday. Yeah. 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 Oh, happy birthday. birthday. Hey. hey. Birthday podcast. podcast yeah. 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 He needs to do shots. I think that's my cue then. Yes. Yes, bro. So I get in there at... I get in at, uh, you know, I'm competing. It's what I'm 30 years old and I'm amateur level. Now, I, I fucked around with steroids when I was in my 20s. So I go get my, I go get tested. I'm like 200 something free tests. So I'm like flatlined. Wow. So I get on HRT and then I decide I'm going to compete. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to compete. And by the way, I do not have like a bodybuilder's body type whatsoever. I should be fucking swimming in a pool. I have <laughs> skinny ass legs, little tiny waist. So I get in there and I go, okay, for sure, I'm going to have to probably bump my dose up. So at this time, I'm taking like 125 milligrams every two weeks. Like the normal just dose, replacement. Just, just a replacement. Yeah, HRT. But now I'm going to get into competing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to ramp myself up to like 250, 300 milligrams per week. So I'm taking that and I, I start blowing up and I'm eating more. I, I go do my first show. I take fourth the first show. The second show, or the first show after I take fourth, this is great too, because I smoked everybody. Uh, they told me my conditioning was too. They were like, you're too ripped. You're too shredded. So I'm like, okay, come in softer. Like, that's easy. So I came in the next show like seven pounds heavier. Then they tell me I'm too fucking big. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Now, I just want to say something about the competition industry. It's fucking bullshit. It is. Okay. It is. It's, 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 it's subjective. Wait till so, I finish the story. Because I, right, I, sorry, I actually, one of, the, one of the owners who will remain nameless on the show right now, I got a chance just like a month ago to sit and talk to him. And he told me a story of the story I'm telling you right now of what happened behind the scenes with all the judges. Okay. So my very first- my very I got first, stories like this too. Okay. So my very first sure. show, I come, I come out and it's not even close, bro. I waited to get on the amateur show until I was like, had a, a pro physique. All my peer buddies are all pros and they're like, bro, get on the stage. You're going to win right away. So all everyone's like, this dude's going to win first place right away. So I get, I get there. And for sure, I, I smoke everybody conditioning wise, symmetry. And uh, they don't even have me in the top five. I don't even make the top five call-ups. I'm standing over on the side, looking at the top five. The two guys closest to me don't even have abs, no separate. And I'm, fuck, I'm inside. I'm going like, oh, this shit is corrupt. And everyone had told me. Right. And I actually was on this mission to find out for myself. No coach, no team, doing this all myself. I'm going to find out for myself how political all this shit is. And so I get in there, and I'm, and I'm standing on stage. And I'm sure the people that my friends could see how fucking pissed I am. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go, that was the morning, right? So it's prejudging. Night show comes around. All of a sudden, I pop up in fourth place. Now I'm in fourth. And I'm getting ready to walk on stage. And one of my, my buddies does uh, all the whatever, trafficking for everybody, right, to get yeah. on and off stage. And he's like, hey, bro, you took fourth. And I'm like, no, dude, I wasn't even on the top five. He's like, no, 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 they bumped you up to fourth. And so I, I take fourth place. Long story short, I go on my career. I go pro, this and that. Just a month ago, I'm talking to the, the head owner of, of the shows, of this show, right? And him and I are chopping up back and forth. He's like, man, I, I recognize you. I know you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have this podcast. I'm thinking that maybe that's where he remembers me from or something. And he's like, he's like, no, no. And I tell him, and he's like, oh, Adam Schaefer. Yeah, you won USA's. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know, I know who you are. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, your first. He's like, man, Sandy loved you, this and that. And he starts name dropping all the people who didn't like me. And he goes, I'll never forget the first day you came on stage. You came on stage, and right away, Sandy was talking about how much she loved you and so and so was super anti. Now, if you guys don't know how judging works for competing, there's a head judge. Head judge decides who the five that are coming out. And then the other judges all score them and decide that. So if the head judge, 
doesn't put the top five in there, the other judges don't get a chance to score those those top five in that category right there. Right. So the head judge is that's who didn't like me. Doesn't even put me in the top five, and all all the rest of them were all leaning over and they're talking to each other like, "What the yeah, f- what's what, up? What the fuck? This guy's like way beyond anyone else." So he tells me that they afterwards between the shows they're all arguing, they're all sitting in the office and they're debating this, and and they're like, "You know, we need to stop this somewhere. Guys are too shredded. They're not. They're not. You, this is not. They're not they're supposed to look like this." And I'm going like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "I'm on 125 milligrams of testosterone right now. I bumped up to 250. I'm like, I, I'm not that crazy. I just came in condition for yeah. an amateur, and then they end up bumping me. So." That happened to me. I go to USA's. That's where I go pro. And and when I get on the pro circuit, I'm waiting to meet these pro guys thinking that, okay, finally I'm going to meet dudes that fucking know their shit. And it was just as bad. The the two hours of cardio every day, uh, running crazy cycles of clin, over a gram of testosterone a week. And I'm like... Dude, we're men's physique. I got to share one of these stories. I think Dude. mine's better than yours. Oh, let's as hear far it. As this competition shit goes. Um, 2000, so I was one of the first few competitors like in the men's physique thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Like literally, I did the first show in Southern California and I did the first USA's. Was that Anaheim? In, in USA. Oh, Anaheim I already know where you're going with this. So, the person who won that year was probably. Okay. <laughs> so the person who won that year in my class was Nick Garden. He was a trainer at the gym um, at the 24 hour fitness that I worked at at the time. And. Long story short, I my very first show, I got eighth. I just took off my shirt, ate pizza, and got a tan. Yeah. All right? Terrible. Mm-hmm. Got eighth. I was like, oh, this is what you need to do. I remember he was eating a block of cheese. He's like, yeah, oh, I was keto. Key, key. It was off, too. I didn't know. <laughs> Anyways. I, like, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not how it works. <laughs> so, this is really good, though. I think you're doing something wrong, bro. <laughs> For sure. I learned a lot since then. Anyways, um, it, so I, I do my second show. I smoke them. I get to San Diego. I, I'm like, I win, and I win overall. And then I'm like, oh, they're gonna, you're going to do USA's next week or two weeks or something like that because it was two weeks before. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I go to do it. Um, I get second place when they only gave out because every show after that, they gave out two pro cards. So that was the very first USA's. They gave out one. Yeah. And I got second place. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I'm like, every, like, people are booing, literally booing, like, and I'm up there like, what the fuck? Like, and then for like three, four months on Facebook, because that was still what was popular at the time, um, people were messaging me like, man, you got fucked. Like every message, man, you got fucked. Man, you got fucked. And I was just like, man, I got fucked. <laughs> like, so yeah, you're right. Yo, so yeah. I wasn't popular. Okay. Later on, I started getting more popular on the internet because Instagram started popping. I was the first person with 10,000 followers. People started contacting me. This lady, um, who's not going to rename this because fuck them at this point, Venus, uh, Venus something, she's from San Diego. She told me that, oh, the reason why you didn't win is because she had a little physique. She was creating this little physique thing and Nick was one of her people. And by the, There's nothing wrong with Nick or any or whatever, right? He stopped competing after that. He just didn't even compete anymore. Yeah. But she said, you didn't win because like, that was my guy to win. Mm-hmm. Right? And you were in his class. Sorry. That's that and, world, then, and then it came like, literally this serious. Yeah. But, but join my team and like, and I got win. you. Right? And I got kind of like, you know what? Fuck this. Right? So I think I did like one more show, Miami Nationals, but you don't win because like you're on the East Coast. And if you're on the East Coast, you got to you basically suck East Coast judge dick or some bullshit or like fancy pants them or spend more time on the East Coast to do more shows and pay your dues and all this fucking bullshit that these people talk about, which is ridiculous because it has nothing to do with dues. It has to do with money yeah. and it has to do with business because when I started getting popular on the internet, that's when all these motherfuckers like, come do my show. Yeah, of course. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this shit. You'll win. You come to my show, you'll win. So I went, I did a show, and you better believe, before I walk out on that stage, oh, wow. the guy standing up here, the guy who owns the show, the guy who is the promoter, the show owner, the guy who's the head judge as well, who goes, you're going to win. 
before I come. I look good. Now, I'm not saying I look bad. Right. There was guys who could have beat me. Like I look great. They, you can just you can be like, oh yeah, those guys didn't show up in the top five, right? So again, I have I have pictures. I can show you this. But dude, did you tell? Have you told this story before? Never told this story. No. Oh my oh, god! So he oh, told man. you you won before even. Absolutely, I'm walking on stage as I go to walk on stage. He's like number one. He's in this little booth thing up here. He's like number one, number <laughs> one. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, number one. <laughs> but, but anyway, it, but it, when I did it, I was like, I did look good, and I. It's not that I didn't deserve it, but it was bullshit. Right. So I experienced firsthand. No one gave a fuck about me, even though I looked great and should have won. And everybody's opinion was like, man, you should have won. And then everyone started like, oh, that's the guy with the followers. Like, because if he says, he, you know, you do the show, then the yeah, whole idea is like, it used to be magazines and magazine money and promotion money for magazines, right? Dropping bars out here. Anyways, yeah. oh, shit. so it used to be like, okay, who are, who's paying the most to this show? Right. What sponsors are they? Who are their athletes? Yeah, make sure they win. Now it's like, Oh, this motherfucker got a million followers on Instagram, 300,000, 400,000. Like, shit, we should look. They ask you now, yeah. how many fucking followers do you have on oh, the fucking social media? Yeah, oh, they ask you now. Of course they know. That's bullshit. Yeah. Oh. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. What? Yeah. So listen. That's your currency. Now it's just about numbers. Because you got. I want to put this in perspective. It's like, if you have some dude with a million followers saying, I won this show. And yeah, then it's more like, people more kids it. are going to think, oh shit, Brad competes. He won that show. I need to compete. That's how I can become popular like Brad. So then you go, you go now. All the fees are fucking. It started at like fifty. Now it's like three hundred to just to just be a part of it to do one show, and it's like one hundred fifty, maybe three hundred now a year to be a part of this organization to do any shows. So you pay a yearly, and then you pay a showly, and then you pay like a photographer fee if you want your photos for that show, and then and you divisions, pay like a d- fucking different divisions. Different, or different. It's fucking bullshit. Bro. So it's like you pay into that shit. You're like, oh, I'm the guy. I win the show. Like they're gonna, they're only gonna reward people who have followers, so they further their business because it's marketing, because it's a business, because it's a brand, bro. It's so, and it is fucking crazy. It is beyond yeah. crazy and dirty. Yeah. And you have so many people who fucking kill themselves. Yeah. Oh man, I just, you know, they said I gotta get my stage presence better, so I gotta work on my posing. Oh my so they're all like this with their fucking hands and shit, and it's fucking crazy to me because they're lying to people. They are just so they get more money. It's Dude. period. Just about money. You got people who are killing themselves, dieting, doing all the fucking oh, drugs, doing all this shit. Creating metabolic themselves. damage, destroying fucking the themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they think, oh, they said I got to be a little bit harder. So like, I'm going to do a little bit more cardio, do some fasted cardio. I'm going to do. And it's like, no, motherfucker. They don't give a shit about you. Right. That's their reason to tell you, hey, fuck off. We, we, we got who we want. Sorry. Good luck next time. Maybe if you get a million followers, then we'll fuck with you. Dude, I had no yeah. idea that you went through all that stuff. So that's my, your story is literally like my story. <laughs> I had time. So yo, you missed. It. I just went off on the. We, I just went off. We all we all know uh, <laughs> Evo Gin, and we know that company, and so they they like own Sacramento. So that's NorCal yeah. for me. So those are the shows. That's the circuit that I would go through. I, I want to make one thing really clear. People hear this. That there, I'm not saying though that there aren't competitors who don't deserve to win. No, that they don't look great because sure. I do believe a lot of them look great. But I just want to. I want the general population to know that there's more. Because I don't want people going into a show thinking, or like, I can get popular doing this, or like, this is what I need to do to be popular, because that popular guy does it. Like, I built my popularity when I stopped competing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? right? And then I focus on building my brand, or what made me me, like focusing on being Bradley Martin, quote unquote, whatever the fuck that means. I focused on that, and was like, I'm not going to try and make all these people happy. I'm going to try and make myself happy. And I just want to point that out, that I'm not saying that people who win don't deserve to win. No, there's, al- there's exceptions to the rule. Yeah. There's yeah. always exceptions I'm just the saying rule. there's just like... The majority of it, though, it needs yeah, to be said. Though it needs to be said because a lot of kids enter into this world already yes. insecure, not feeling good about themselves. They get into this world, guys and girls, damage their metabolisms, destroy their hormone levels, take all this crazy gear, thinking that they can 
continue to progress when, in fact, they probably don't have the genes or whatever. I mean, you got people filling them with bullshit. Like, you just need Horrible. A stage presence, hardness, be drier, whatever it is. And it's really just so they could tell you whatever, so, so you they stop give, asking So they can give questions. you something else to do to get you to come back to another show. Exactly. They, yeah. To the point where my very first show, my head was hanging low. I mean, everyone told me I should have won first place. I'll never forget. I'm walking the elevator. And my guy heads down. Judge walks up behind me, puts my hand. He goes, hey, kid, you got a great physique. I said, oh, yeah, judges didn't think so. He goes, don't listen to that. Just come back again. And I'm like, what do you mean? Just come back again. He's like, no, they, they told me I was too conditioned. He's like, no, no, no. You have, a, you have a pro physique. You look great, kid. Just come back. They just want to see you more times. Yeah. It's like, so pay us more. Just pay us some more money. <laughs> yeah. Really? Like, I, that's the thing is like, it, that's what gets me is like, I get it. It's a business and I can respect a business. But like when you're abusing, what the fuck? When you're abusing, when you're abusing like people's like, because that's the thing. And like everyone knows this. The thing, everyone who competes, yeah. they like, they know, you, you've heard this, if you compete, pay your dues. Yeah, right, absolutely. Everyone knows this, and it's like, but no one, everyone's so afraid to talk about, like, what's really going on, because they're like, they, don't, they also don't want to offend the person who's going to judge them next time, and then, and then they go compete, you're ne- they're going to blackball you. Like, they would never let me compete again after saying that. Like, oh, yeah. oh, that guy's the devil! He <laughs> yeah. knows the truth! Yeah. And it's, so it's just like, fuck, man, but you got these, that's the thing that gets me, is you have yeah. people who like, oh, but like, if I just do this and try a little bit harder, I could be good. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like, it's not about that. Right. I bet you if you took time and got yourself popular on Instagram, you'd fucking win. Yeah. Isn't that sad? That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's... So it's like, are you competing to be popular on Instagram or a physique show? That's why I was like, you know, if I ever compete again, it's going to be in powerlifting. It's going to be something that's like, something you did that's it objective. or you did it. Exactly. Like you either win or you don't. Yeah, you yeah. made a shot or you didn't. Not yeah. like subjective where today we like this and that judge likes this and the East Coast judge like that and the West Coast judge like this. And that's that's what that whole industry is. Happy birthday. Sorry, hey, I had dude. to go off on that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, seeing what these rant. guys went through. Happy like, birthday! Like, yeah. <laughs> like seeing, you know, like computer, competitors like you go through over the years. Uh, I was always waiting for that. Like, oh, I want, I'm not going to step on stage so I'm like, you know, and at the time I was still figuring out food and all that. You know, I was like, I'm not gonna step on stage, so I like, I'm I'm gonna win a show. And just seeing it, what these guys went through and all that, that's, I mean, also, kind of the start of raw powerlifting. Seeing like Stan Efforting break records and this and that. That's what kind of started to get me into powerlifting more than anything. Yeah, I was just seeing like, you know, people that I'm like, these guys are showstoppers. These guys need to win shows. And it's like, oh, you know, so and so didn't like you because of this and that. I'm like, what what the fuck is going on here? Right. You know, that's what started getting me more into like powerlifting and just like you know also he just signed me up and was like oh, do, you, do you guys think it's getting worse do you think it's getting worse before it's getting better right now <laughs> what's that do you guys do you think it's getting worse before it's getting better well okay I want to say something so I'm gonna jack this <laughs> um, Brandon helped coach Breon who's a friend of ours who's not that like popping on the internet he's, he's more popping now but he just won the Mr. Physique Olympia hmm. classic and, physique classic physique sorry oh, yeah. Classic oh, physique. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon, Fle- Brandon Flex or whatever, right? It's, no, 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 it's no, no, no. Breon Ansley. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So he just won, and he's, he's... So that gave me hope, honestly, because yeah. he wasn't that popping. And there was other guys up there who were more popping. Like, he's was, still popping, though. He's still got, like, at least 20,000, 40,000 minimum. He's got more... Yeah, but there's people who are competing with who have a hundred, who have a million. Oh, yeah, no, oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, you know? Well, uh, I, think, I, think, I think it's gotten so obvious that they're they like... To, yeah, they're like, fuck. Let's throw a 20,000 person in there. But this guy is... This guy is fucking undeniable yeah yeah no he's and i think so maybe you have to get that good you have to be that undeniable that like this guy's fucking amazing oh wow so i we've i've known him before before he really even started oh wow he was always he was always phenomenal why isn't he competing that's that's classic yeah yeah that's bodybuilder man well he he was he was a pro bodybuilder before he did classic okay but yeah so show him show show me a different photo of him we did a we did a podcast with him go down more a little more a little more it's just the one where he wins go down who's his coach 
Oh, you oh, coach wow. him? Yeah. No shit, So bro. Brandon, just so you guys know, Brandon... Chris, is, uh, Chris Cormier does a lot of stuff with his training and his posing. I do his like nutrition and everything else. So Brandon has, is the guy who's always helped me with my diet and all that shit, too. So that's the guy. So I built my online coaching based because I wasn't even thinking to go in that space. What motivated me to go in that space was when I got into competing. I was like, oh, man, there ain't, there's no good coaches. All the, like, and some of the <laughs> biggest name coaches that have huge teams are giving the fucking worst shit out. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, this is easy. This is easy pickings, dude. Mm-hmm. I'll teach a few people. I'll sh- show some people come up on stage. They'll, not only will they look great, but they'll actually feel okay during their fucking yeah. dieting process. Right. They yeah. won't feel like a goddamn That's martyr. something we were going to get more back into, but like we've been so busy with everything That's else true. we're doing with the gym that we've just mm-hmm. kind of like, we put it to the side. Now, are but they getting... Are I, s- I, like, I don't... The few people that I do coach, I don't charge um, because I never wanted to do coaching as a profession myself. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's allowed me to focus just purely on the coaching part of it because I don't have to worry about marketing myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about making money doing it. And so like, I don't want to advertise myself as a coach. I don't, I don't want people to hit me up because I tell That's just almost like everybody, no, I just, you know? I just helped a girl. I just but, did a girl bikini girl for free like that. I'm like, don't tell anybody that I'm doing it. I don't need a bunch of DMS. I don't want to do this shit anymore. I have no desire to deal with fucking athletes, yeah. but there's a huge need for it, dude. Yeah, there's it a, you want to talk about this. Bus- you want to talk about business and and also helping people because there's a huge need right now. Some of the biggest fucking teams are led by a bunch of fucking oh, douchebags yeah. giving really bad information. Why? And and it's not it's it's so bad their fucking metabolisms up, dude. Yeah. Their fucking metabolisms up, and they're screwing these kids up. And so, you know, there's a there's a, there's a lot of money to be made, and there's a lot of people to help at the same time. Well, I, I like to be a little bit more. I don't want to even call it old school, but I have a different approach in that. Whenever I'm coaching somebody like like Breon, I've been working with him now for a few years. And the few other people that I coach, I try to be more of a mentor. Like, I want, to, I want them to actually learn. I'm not just going to tell you what to eat or what to do or this or that. Like, I want you to understand it. I want you to be able to translate that onto others. And I tell people, okay, I was like, you know, you. oh, we're going to get to finish this? All right. Yeah. Nice <laughs> you guys are on it. Um, I smoked half of one of these before Thor Ragnarok and almost... Great movie. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Great uh, movie. I still, yeah. still got to go see yeah, that. Talk about it. Best one yeah. yet. So no spoilers. I, uh, yeah, I was like, I almost fucked that up. I'm trying to get back on the. <laughs> is that I? I just tell everybody that I help. I'm like, look, just pay it forward. You know, whether you're coaching somebody, you charge people for it. Just make sure that you're giving them like the attention that that they deserve, that they're paying mm-hmm. for. And if if you want to help somebody that you're not, you know, billing, you're not charging them for it, then like pay that forward and tell them to do the same. Because I still think that when it comes down to it, I mean, being a bodybuilding coach and getting into the science and stuff of this. The academics aren't necessarily studying bodybuilding. No. You know, we're taking studies done in like old diabetics and trying to right. translate that to bodybuilding. Yeah. So we need to kind of stick together. And if we can do this pay it forward approach, then the whole industry gets smarter. Are they, are, 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 is the way competitors are using gear, is that starting to progress and change? Because for a while there got real kamikaze with like the doses and all that stuff. Are, are competitors now a little bit more finesse? And- to be honest, I think that like since the internet age, since the forums started really kind of popping, people started being a little bit better with their health. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, like, steroids were talked about openly online, I feel like people were a little more, like, bro science with it, and then the doses were a little bit more absurd. Um, that said, I know people that are doing their first show or, or their second show on, like, the local level are taking more gear than some of the guys on the yeah, oh, state. We just talked about that. We were just talking about that. You got a little bit of both. It really depends you know, on the person. You know, it's yeah. funny. We just did an episode on this where I was speculating because we all, we're all familiar with insulin resistance, right? When you, you, know, you eat too much, you know, too much sugar or your diet's really bad or whatever, and you start to develop insulin resistance, and eventually it turns into diabetes. The body uh, very likely can develop resistance to pretty much anything it's exposed to too much. 
whether it's cortisol, which we see like an HPA axis dysfunction, but the other one is testosterone. And think about this. How many people do you guys know or competitors, whatever, that take these high doses of gear, no, never go off and just stop responding yeah. and end up having to take more and more and more gear? What's happening is their body is literally developing a resistance to testosterone, not unlike insulin resistance. And that's, I think, what you see a lot of with these these guys that are just not going off this shit. Next thing you know, they're taking grams of you know testosterone and they're competing at the amateur. Oh, I coach so many. Just I coach so many so amateur bodybuilders, women's bikini, men's physique that came to me from some other coach. And I, the very first thing they want to ask me is what you know, what cycle do I take, or this is what I'm taking. What else do I need to do? No, I'm good. good. And I'm like. Well, let's actually take all that shit out. Let's figure out how your body resp- responds to food, good programming, and then from there, if you really, because I'm not, I'm definitely not someone to tell someone don't, don't do this, don't do that. Like if you want to, it's your body, like to each their own, right? I'm, that's how I feel. But I, at least let me educate you and help you do this the right way. Like just stacking on stacking. I mean, guys and girls taking over a gram at the amateur level of men's physique. Like what the fuck? Yeah, crazy. Are you kidding me? I bumped up to 500 milligrams my second show because they told me I was too conditioned small. I thought, okay, I'll get bigger, right? I'll come in that way. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, you're way too massive. You're like over 15, 20 pounds a show off of 500 milligrams. I had to back it off because I was like, Jesus, dude, I can't get any bigger because I'm well, going to have to go into the class. Yeah, I think the- when, we, when, we, when you hear about you know, certain people are saying, oh, I can just take a little bit and get way bigger and this guy has to take more or whatever. A lot of it has to do with receptor density. The, yeah. the, your ability just to respond to testosterone. And like I was saying earlier, I think a lot of people just taking so much all the time they're developing a resistance to it. So all they're doing is they're increasing their side effects. Yeah. You know, just getting one. Well, that, that was a couple of points I want to make to, to what you guys are both saying is that like the, you know, everybody has a different response to it. So some people on 500 milligrams can, can get Olympia level. Mm-hmm. Some people need 1500 milligrams to get the same type of response, but th- there's a, a correlation with the dosages of side effects. That's kind of the standard for everybody. Sure. And, uh, you know, there's been jokes about like genetics. You know, we talk genetics. We could talk about muscle shape, like the the sure. natural. Aesthetics but there's genetics somebody, right? for steroids too. Yeah, there's a genetic response to steroids, but there's also like maybe somebody's genetic strength is people that have the ability to abuse the shit out of the the gear to get muscle growth without getting the crazy health sides. Sure. Because I know a few people that are like that. I I don't want to put them on blast. That they I've seen them literally take like two grams of test, fifteen hundred milligrams of trend, and, like crazy absurd orals, and like literally abusing the shit out of steroids. Do blood work and everything's fine. Right. And you're like, no hair wow. loss, no yeah. freaking. I, I, if I push anything over 300, I start getting all the side effects. Hair yeah. starts thinning. I get gynecomastia. I get all the all the side effects start happening yeah. as soon as. So my, it, everybody's like that. Some you have these genetic freaks though that can push these limits. So that's what I'm saying is that when we talk about steroids and doses and people like you know the responsible thing to say is to start low because some people on low doses can get severe health problems, yep. and side effects from it. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that there aren't people out there who well, they, I think take, a, they take these crazy doses because they only get the positive effects of it. It's a, it combina- it's a combination you know. of things, too, because it's not just the anabolics. It's the lifestyle, the diet, oh, you yeah, know, the yeah. you know, re- incredible amounts of protein the, or for long, long periods of time. It's the other recreational drugs that uh, you know, tend to come along with you know, the anabolics and stuff. Do you guys you uh, follow Ben Pekulski at all? Yeah. He's like a cool. He's stuff. a cool guy. Yeah, he was supposed to come here and do a seminar um, yeah. in the new year. Oh, he's def- a fucking great guy. Yeah. Great guy. definitely no, do we, So we we were talking dude. to him because what we're you, you've seen all these bodybuilders go over to the Middle East and yeah. all of a sudden uh, just uh, blow yeah. the, the oh, Dubai shit. trip. The, huh? the and we're like, Bro, like, like, doesn't even make sense. Crazy. And we're like, what are they doing? Like, they, are they on like biostatin inhibitors? So he's been there, bro. So we we got to talk. We got to talk about. We asked him about it. Like, this has been something that's been on my mind forever. I'm like, okay, there's what are they on? Yeah, what are they on the next gear? What are they messing with to get these? But they have they have this whole set up lifestyle for that. That's what it is. All it is. He said, you live. 
breathe, eat shit. That's all you do. All yeah. you do is you yeah. eat, pharmaceutical you live, grade. You take your shit. you take your gear, you go to sleep, and that's and it. the recovery stuff. I mean, they're on the cutting edge of all this. That, that it's just like it's bodybuilder heaven, which yeah. is so crazy because like this is the best part about this podcast right now is that like everyone on the internet goes like it's a, it's anabolic chicken, it's a joke about some fancy drug, they have that's, some new yeah. age shit, no. but it's what what is it really that yeah, they're it's doing? The lifestyle, dude. The yeah. fucking lifestyle. Yeah, it's everything. Oh, the actual dedication to hard work, to food, to sleep, day and day everything, and they're yeah. forcing and you to do it. You know, my, saying yes to it. Yeah. My favorite part that, like, if we're looking for like the anecdotal proof of it all, you know, is that like we're. I looking thought it at, was just more trend. No, Everyone's no, just more. No, trend, no, right? I'll, 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 I'll tell you what Ben. I'll tell you what Ben said, and we we actually brought. I, I don't remember the bodybuilder's name, but it was the one who made the biggest change. Like he, Brandon fucked. Curry. Was it him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, his and before he, and after looked. Crazy. He literally yeah. told us. He's like, no. He's like, he's a perfect example. He's like, I've trained with him before. He's like, when he went over there, he trained on another level. He's yeah. never even seen before. And that's and Ben prides himself as being like one of those guys that like just out all the, all the pros. Everybody. Yeah, he oh, out trains yeah. everybody yeah. and stuff like that. So, and he's a very intelligent dude. So. He used to be here at uh, Venice for a while before he moved. I think over to Florida. So. Yeah, you guys got to have him. Everybody. You guys will love yeah, talking. Yeah. Yeah, he's very talking. open about everything like that. And he's where he's at in his life right now and what he's doing is pretty cool. It's very similar to kind of all, all of our journey where we're just trying to find that more of that balance, you know, and optimizing our, our lives. At the same time, too, being able to stay aesthetic and fit and, like, how do we figure that out? And we talk about this on the show a lot that the ultimate goal, I think, for everybody really is, no matter what your goal is, is to get to a point where you're intuitive eating and you're intuitive training. Yeah. To a you point know your body. where, where you, you know, know you know what your body needs to be oh. where you need it to be, and and you learn to listen to it because our body is telling us signals every yeah. fucking day. It's the best coach you'll ever find. It, I, you just got to learn yeah. how to listen to it. I, I tell people that that I coach all the time. I was like, look, you need you need if because I've had people tell me like, look, man, I don't need to know why. I'll just tell me how much to eat. Tell yeah. me how what to take. And I was like, no, it, it doesn't work that way because I didn't start making true progress with my physique until I could pay attention to what was happening to myself and then yeah. be smart enough with all the shit I read and people I listen to to be able to make decisions to change it and, and then look it. at myself and then, yeah, you know, is this working? Is that working? So the simple thing of just tell me what to do would be like, I can only, unless I'm with you 24-7 and even then, I'm still not in your You're body. not connected to it. Yeah, totally. like I, I won't know the best thing for you to do. Like yeah. I could bullshit you and tell you, well, you know, we're going to lower your calories and this and that. But the second you become, yeah, intuitive and you're paying mm -hmm. attention to yourself, if I could help teach somebody how to do that, yeah. then, we wrote then a, they'll we, figure we, the rest out. We wrote out a guide for this. Yeah. this, I think this is so the this is literally our, the last book that we just released was to helping people through that process. And I'll Hell tell you yeah. right now, it's a fucking journey. It ain't like yeah. you get to like read the book and all of a sudden you know how to intuitive yeah. eat train. Like I'm no, no, still step, step I'm still learning about That's my it. body fucking 17 years later of day in, day out, being yeah. in the gym. And I want to say something about yeah. this. Is that this is hands down the most important thing in like fitness. In, mm -hmm. I think in life. I mean, it's, it's a general – it's not a general – it's about fitness, what we're talking about, but it's sure. a very life-related to everything idea, mm -hmm. which is like, over time, you have to figure out what, what works for you, what doesn't. Business, what's working for you, what's not. What do you have to change? What do you need? It's like, but people, they always want this like, oh, just like you said, just tell me what to do. Feed me this thing. Let me eat it, and it's going to work for me. Or mm -hmm. let, like, And when I say eat it, I mean like what, the prescription. Sure. But the reality is like, your body, you guys listening, is 100% different. Like, it, you're, everyone responds different to everything. It right? does, and it, and to take it another step, it's not just about figuring out what works for your body because there is no formula. It's figuring out, really, the next step is figuring out how to listen to your body because the, the human organism is constantly changing. So what I what may work for my body today, which may be a low-carbohydrate, Dude, in seven years, diet, we're completely different whatever, body. You know, five yeah. years later, all of a sudden, I'm eating these foods, and I'm like, fuck, my body's not responding anymore. It Why makes, isn't it changing? It makes What's me going on? so happy to know that there are other people in the world that are preaching this. Brother, this is what took mine. We, we have never marketed or advertised this fucking podcast. 
Never. No. 100% organic. Nobody had any fame. No one was connecting. With but this message is the right message, yeah. and it needs to be heard, and there's not enough people giving it. Well, this is the truth, though. That's yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. This is the truth. For, it, but you know what? There's not a lot of money in the and truth. And it's not sexy. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's not sexy. It's not, it's you not know a ice trimmer. It takes a long <laughs> It's going to take a long time. You're probably going to fail exactly. a bunch of times. That's exactly You're going to have to track a little bit. You're going to have to learn. You have to pay attention. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's yeah. the same thing that you apply to business, to any to anything else in life. It's like you go. You have to deal with it. You have to be willing to go through it to get to wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to make mistakes. Everyone is going to make your own personal unique mistakes. It's like you have to keep going though. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest thing. So I, to your point then is obviously listening to your body. Mm-hmm. So go real – I want you to say this then because I, I think we'll probably just use this podcast. Just keep, no, 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 just keep rolling. Yeah, we'll just, I we'll, want we'll you to, to just, at least both of you, all yeah. three of you, say what you think is the best way for someone so they're listening, they can get something out of this right now. How can they start to listen to their body then? To like, to understand that shit because it's easy to say it. You're right, right. right. So what is, what like, so like three things that yeah. they can be like, yo. So, so I'll take you, I'll, I'll explain a few things. First and foremost, there's, in anything you learn, uh, there's four stages of learning. And this, trust me, this all connects. The first stage is unconscious incompetence. So this is the stage a lot of people are, most of the average people in the they world. They don't know that they don't are, know. Uh, with nutrition. Or they just don't know that they don't know. It's, it's almost like if I ask you about quantum physics or whatever, and that's not, you don't know what you don't know because you know nothing yeah. completely. The next stage is conscious incompetence. That's the stage people move in when they finally sit down and say, okay, I want to lose weight. I want to get more fit. They start learning things. They go, oh, shit. Proteins, bro science. carbs, this is the bro science fats, stage. maybe, yeah. Hey. Uh, uh, I know how many calories in each, okay? Fuck yeah. The third stage is conscious competence. This is where I have to sit here and figure out what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do. I have to pay attention to everything that I'm doing, which is a great place to be, but it's a place that a lot of people get stuck in. Or never but, make it to because there's never, work there. There's, there's work still, to be there's done there. There's got, you, yeah. You're going to have to probably weigh and measure your food a little bit. You're going to have to that's probably track to understand harder. what a protein, that, a carb, a little. That's, that's the step right there to where... The people that are passionate and the people that are trying to go extra, that's where they get separated. Because passion will get you to that point. Right. That's where you get get, to the point where it gets harder. That's where you get IIFOM. That's where you get I count my macros every day. That's where you get because I'm consciously competent. Yeah. The next stage, this is where you want to get to. This is the zone, is uh, unconscious competence. It's like breathing. It's like walking. I know what I need to eat right now. I know what my body needs. I know what my workout should be like. I know what my intensity is. I'm not driven by hate for my body. I'm not driven by an insecurity. I'm not, when I go to the gym today, I hate the way it looks. That requires a ton of checking in though. It does. Like as you're going through the process, you, while you're going through, you have to check back in with yourself. Like, right. why did I just fucking do that? Or so, why did that bother so there's me? A few, there's a few things that I give people. There's a few exercises well, that, I, that be, I do. Before you go there, I just want to say something because like what you said right now, getting up to this point is, I, I 100% agree with you and I think it's fucking awesome you have a message and, and even on the podcast, you can put it out like that mm-hmm. because Whenever I, I quit after my last show last uh, July, I told myself, you know, it's time for a different chapter of my life. And I'm going to move on, right? I told myself then that a lot of these things that I was doing that would have been like work, like bodybuilding work, how I eat, stuff like mm-hmm. that, that I was like, well, I'm just, I'm only going to eat if I'm hungry and I'm going to eat what I want. If we go to a restaurant, I'm not going to build my meal anymore. I'm going to just order what's on, what's on the menu, what sounds good. And it took me probably a good six months to break all those habits that I created Absolutely. over that. Mm-hmm. Because I would go and I'd start ordering something like healthy or something that I felt like, oh, well, I've had you know quite a few calories today, so maybe I should order something like that. It's because dinner. you had conditioned like, yourself to mm-hmm. not listen to your body. And yeah. this is actually where everybody, most people are. Look, I'll tell you what. If I, if I, uh, if I tell people, the average person, uh, list 10 breakfast foods, they're going to list what? Eggs, milk, bacon, right? 10 dinner foods, 10 lunch foods. 
Who the fuck? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Who made that shit up? That's yeah. all bullshit. There is no breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> this is a whole nother conversation. And that's, that's me not. That's fuck, me. Man. That's one stage. Run. How about this? 650 Thank episodes, you for the eggs bro. and bacon. 650 you know? episodes. How about yeah. for that? That's, a, that's why everyone goes, how come you guys can't run a country? Because there's so much to be yeah. fucking said about, about this topic. How, how about this? Yeah. Uh, how about most people, most people in Western developed societies have never felt what true hunger is? This mm-hmm. is a fact. Most people have not gone more than two days without food. Most people haven't gone more than one day without food. This is one of the reasons why fasting is such an effective tool for people. Forget about the health benefits and if you lose weight, forget all about all that stuff. It is an effective tool for a lot of people to f- learn what hunger really is, especially yeah. dudes like us who are always focused on trying to build all Experience, kinds of muscle. Yeah. We never feel hunger. We're <laughs> yeah. eight times a day. Yeah. Yeah. How many guys have like smashed you know, a fucking burger just to get to that extra 50 or 100 grams of protein because you're under and you're afraid a pound of muscle is going to fall off you overnight? Yeah. Like The body doesn't metabolize muscle that way. It's, it's the last place. It's expensive tissue. You don't even yeah. want to go there. It's crazy because like most of my career, I guess you'd say, is I've always done intermittent fasting without even trying. Like I don't eat that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People probably be like, man, you eat seven... Like, I went... I went um, just just last night, I went to uh, this like this medical place to get some shit checked out. And the guy goes, he goes, oh man, you must you must eat a ton of food, you must eat a ton of food all the time, like because like I had to take my shirt off. They put all these like probes and shit yeah. on me, and then he's like uh, asking me like everybody, and that's that's the normal response from everybody, yeah. which is like you must eat yeah. all this shit. Like if I've never. I never eat it unless I force myself. And back in the day, I used to not be able to even eat food. And they would joke about it and take pictures of like my uneaten meals and all this shit. <laughs> I just never had a real big appetite. Right. So, so that's those are these are just examples of how we have been conditioned to when we're kids. Finish your plate, you know. Finish all the food, yeah. you know. Force feed it. So we just don't know how to listen to these signals. So one of the first things you can do to get yourself there is start tracking. You need to start tracking right. just so you can become conscious of what's going on. Pay attention to. Becoming aware around your meals. And what I mean by that is no distractions. Sit down. Eat your food. Don't mm-hmm. drink water while you eat your food because when you drink water, you don't yeah. need to chew as much. Be present. Put yeah. the food away so you got to chew the fuck out of it. And you got to taste it. Swallow it. Take notes. And this sounds like a pain in the ass. It's just one of the steps. Write how you feel afterwards. Write how you feel you know, before. All that stuff. And what people start to, to find when they start to do this is they start to make connections to certain things. So I'll give you an example. I have an online client who... You know, she tells me, oh, for the last four years, I feel bloated around 10 p.m. I can't figure out, or 10 a.m., I can't figure out what's going on. I just get this bloat. And so I'm looking at her food, and I'm already thinking it's probably the bagel you have in the morning. Yeah. So I ask her, I say, well, what about your breakfast? You have a bagel in the morning. She goes, no, I've been eating that for years. Like, that's, that's definitely not it. I've been having that for 10 years. <laughs> oh, shit. That's not what's causing it. So I said, that's not a problem, because it's not my job to make that connection for her. It's her job, right? So I'm having her keep track and have her keep track. And over time, she starts to say, you know what? I'm noticing that it's literally an hour after I eat my bagel. I wonder if it's the bagel. Now, here's the cool thing about it. She's made that connection. She keeps eating the bagel. Why? Because people are connected to their food. Like, you tell someone to take something out of their diet. Bagels are really good. (laughs) I love bagels. I just want to make that point. But she started connecting bloat, the uncomfortable feeling, with the bagel. And what do you think starts to happen? She stopped craving that bagel. She doesn't want to eat anymore. Not because she she thinks she can't, but because... She's connecting it to. So you're going at this as some like like some conscious like yeah. But this is like, but what you I'm gotta, not, you got to understand what he's saying. I always have to stop him on the show when we go this. It point takes because a long time. Yet to me, I don't even like us talking to the like we're talking black belt shit, bro. You're talking about like we're still working on that well, shit right hold, now. You know what I'm saying? Well, like yeah. keep, like that's still working on. Yeah, that, we're all still working. Now on keep that this shit. in mind. I did. But there's this, steps this is to not, this shit. This is not breakthrough. The the, the food industry has been doing this for decades. For decades, the food industry has been doing this to you. When you go to the movie, actually, let me ask you this: Where do you crave popcorn the most? At the movies. Why? Because they've already made that connection for you. 
The food industry has been doing this for decades. You can do this to yourself. So that same, that same client that I had, that same female client, she's also tracking, and I'm telling her she should probably try eating more vegetables. Hates vegetables. She starts eating more. She starts to notice, I feel good when I eat vegetables. And then she My wants skin to eat the vegetables. Next thing you know, she yeah. starts to crave those vegetables. So that's just an example. Tracking, paying attention to your food, playing with your macros. It's more a conscious effort of what you're That's doing. It. Yeah, but then you over doing? and then over time, as you start to you start to implement what are, what I call intuitive days, where now I want you to go on these days. Well, and I want you to eat whatever you feel. And at first, it looks like a cheat day because people are like, "Oh, I'm not <laughs> tracking. I can eat whatever." Hey, but slowly over time, it turns into I'm eating the right things. But here's the other the other kicker. I think this. there's bigger levels that you can hit <clears throat> that you can address first before you even get there. I think people like when they uh, when they fuck, what was I just gonna tell you? I just had a stoner moment right there. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. <laughs> totally interrupted. It's okay. We'll help you. Stoner moment. Well, right we got there. you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know where you're at. You're like popcorn pizza. Yeah, it's right. Oh man, I'm hungry. <laughs> I know you guys. Cheat day. Oh but, shit. But here's, a, here's no, no, no. Thing. I know where I know okay. where I was going. So it's nice. what what people what's 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 you tough. Just interrupt me again. Yeah, yeah. Is the don't do that. Start to saying me. something. Don't do it. Start saying back something. To me. And he'll give back. No, to it's it's the what they can do first is first. Actually, I would I would teach if the I got a younger generation that's listening <laughs> to us right now is to to back off uh, the crazy beast mode training all the time. Because to me, I think there's your body sending you signals. That's not to, listening to your body. At yeah, all, right? yeah, and so you can't. You don't even have an opportunity to listen to or pay attention to what your food is trying to respond to your body because your body and your CNS is so fried from seven days a week, no days off, beast mode all the time that you're missing signals from that. Well, also. it's just so funny because like everybody's had that moment where they have like diarrhea right. or something, or your stomach hurts, and they're like, there's no connection Bro, there to what, what you ate or well, when, I, I, when I was a kid, like I, wanted to put sleep. A, I wanted to put on muscle and I bought heavyweight gainer 900. Do you guys remember that? Fucking shit? <laughs> no. Heavyweight you? I'm 38. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I bought heavyweight gain. I'm 28, so I'm pretty, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was just like gym chalk with some flavor. So I would buy, and bro, <laughs> oh, I would get diarrhea every fucking time. <laughs> yeah. But I'd take it because I'm like, this is going to make me big. If, if diarrhea makes you lose weight. Gotta so get obviously, big, I'm getting no pain, no gain. Yeah. So, my, but what I was going to say is when you start to listen to your body, it's not that you're going to eat the perfect things all the time or do the right things. It's the right things for whatever you need. And what I mean by that is we're, we're hanging around, right? We're making connections, all buddies hanging out. This may be a good time to have a glass of wine, have a burger, because we're what's feeding us isn't necessarily the the food to our physical body, but maybe we're feeding friendship, connection. Maybe we're feeding creativity. Maybe I'm going to smoke a joint. Might not be the best thing for my body, but maybe that's going to help me with my creativity. So as you're starting to listen to these signals, you do get to a point where things become more intuitive. Now, can you be a bodybuilder? Totally listen to your body? Of course not, because it's extreme. However, when you know your body, you know how to manipulate these things, and then you can really maximize your performance. Now, if you want to be extreme, you can be extreme, but also understand your body and be the best. This is how I okay, so you guys wrote a book on this. Intu- yeah. yeah, the Intuitive Nutrition Guide. I'm going to get your book. Yeah. All right. It's just this a guide. Awesome. It's a we guide. Got you, bro. Still, I got good. you half yeah. off. Yeah. No. <laughs> Use, <laughs> Use my coupon code. Use my coupon code. We'll send you guys access to everything so you guys can dig You'll through all the shit. You'll slide in your DM. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah. 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 But you know, this, this is the process. And because you, you guys I always got to stop one though because it, 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 sometimes when we get, get this it's deep, a process, it gets woo-woo for a lot of people because it's like most people are nowhere even fucking close to that. They're still doing so many things wrong. So that's why I asked the question earlier. What like like where do you start? Start by you have to track at one point. Start with be, at least become aware exactly. of what. And then I'm and this I'm a big I I, I know there's this huge debate about wearables and shit, right? Like how accurate they are. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. What they're great about is they give you great feedback on your movement because the average person has no fucking clue of their patterns. And I'll tell you right now, I don't know how many times every time I put the damn thing on, I get surprised. 
that, oh, shit, I thought I was moving a lot more than I was. And most people are making the worst decisions on the days they most certainly shouldn't do it and the days that they probably could have enjoyed that glass of wine or done some things they could have just shifted that around their life. You're talking about just activity. Right. Just Just, just moving. Understanding that. Like, that. track that stuff and pay attention to it. it, I I want to make it a point, too, to say that, like, because there's some people that are probably listening going, like, oh, well, I don't care what, like, beginners should do, right? Is it tracking data is not something just for for beginners. Every time I would hit, like, a plateau or I'd fail and I'd start to lose my shit because I'm like, why the fuck can I get past this? Super important. The first thing I do is go back and just start recording every possible thing I can So you can see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Because you get to the point where you're, like, you're making progress, you get lazy, you don't track everything. And this is true for... They made it fucking so easy now. I mean, you you don't even finish typing the food. It populates in these apps now. Back when I was... We used to write like this all along. Looking up a book. I preferred the notepad. Like, that worked for me. I mean, I did... Well, that's because you love this shit yeah exactly you know what i'm saying you yeah. love the process you but know? i you know however you're going to track it, whether it's an app or whether it's yeah. going to literally hand like whatever works for you however yeah. you want to track yeah, tracking and, data is important and you know when it, and with training you know it's funny i did a, a post the other day that got a lot of controversy I, I titled it cardio sucks for fat loss and of course everybody got pissed off but it's the same thing with with training like pay attention to the signals that you're sending your body and the reason why i wrote i wrote that 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 topic was Cardio burns calories, but it also sends the signal for your body to become efficient clickbait, with bro. calories. Clickbait, bro. Some good clickbait. It, yeah. And it worked, but, yeah, exactly. it's, but it's true. What signal? I have are, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I'm just saying, but what great. signal are you sending your body when you're doing a lot of cardio? Become efficient with calories, yeah. a.k.a. slow down your metabolism. And then, look, you've been in gyms a long, you know, long time. What's a cardio bunny look like? Is it, uh, come in to do an hour, two-hour cardio every day. Same shit every day and they never change. They're flabby, skinny yeah. fat, right? Mm-hmm. They've taught their body to become very efficient with calories because – and. The, again, with training, people are not paying attention to the signals that they're sending the body. They just think hard work equals results. It doesn't. The right work equals results. No. And it's about this, the signal that you send your body. This so, is more about being woke than it is about like bodybuilding. Fuck, fuck it's about yeah. awareness. Come on, bro. Well, that's so we – so that, <laughs> woke. So Welcome our, to the podcast, Our, our, our first yeah. program that we wrote – swallows old school. Our first program yeah. that we wrote was uh, Maps and a Balk, and it was one that Sal created before we all got together, and it's their, our foundational program. And really the magic behind it, besides the trigger sessions, which we'll get to that in a second, the it's just full-body workouts – for the average gym goer, because we figure ninety percent of the people that are coming in here aren't like us. You know, we're we're the one percent, right? And everybody else are the well, we do, we're on, we're off, we're on, we're off. So, teaching them even the right movements that they should be focusing on when they're just getting started. I mean, it, that was why the program took off so well. It's basically just a full body routine. I want to make a point real quick, to because every all the normal normal people, right? I've you know <laughs> we're not on off. Like I've been on and off lately. Like I've been this like I haven't been myself. So I just want to say that like if you're one of those people. It's okay. It's right. okay. Just get back on it. Because right. I just want to make that point. Because when you said it, it sounded just a little like So let's touch on 1%. that for a second. Let's touch that for a second yeah. because this is something that uh, I think is important. Because I think that – I don't think you're on or you're off. I think that it's it's okay for you to feed other parts of your life. It's not always about yeah. the way you look. Right, so yeah. it's not on so, off. So you may, be, you may be off on your fitness right now, bro. But what you, you might be You might be working the podcast right now. And that yeah. might be taking you to a whole new – Part of your life that's actually you more may, important. You may be growing differently. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean, you don't and this always. This is the first time in my life that I've ever really started to experience that, like this, the the growing pain of like the gym. What the fuck? Like I've been missing, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's like a double edged sword for me because like it has helped me do other things, but at the same time, I noticed that like uh, the gym has always been the thing that was like kept me kind of like mm-hmm. focused, center, kept me like you know release energy that maybe excess or anger or whatever. Or, and um, I, so I noticed that moving forward, though, as I start to accomplish other things, that I have, I seem to have like 
my old like I would get I used to get more anxiety before I really really got into training. Mm. So now it's like now that I'm in now it's like like it comes back almost mm. like the anxiety comes back because I'm not as consistent with the training. It, it it could be part of it. It could be look at a lot of different things. The body constantly Ooh. changes. Uh, gut health is a big one yeah. when it comes to that. That's a massive one. I mean, we've had the opportunity to talk with some of the most brilliant doctors and scientists in this field. And if you look right now, we all know about the obesity epidemic, the health epidemic. There's also a what, what they're calling a mental health epidemic that's going on right now. Anxiety, by, by the way, has become now the number one most diagnosed uh, ailment uh, that uh, people yeah. are having. And its growth, its growth has been exponential, yeah. right alongside the obesity epidemic because they're closely connected. But it's not the obesity there's other stuff that's going on. Autoimmune diseases are on the rise, mm-hmm. uh, like like crazy. I mean, when I was a kid, I don't know any kids with peanut allergies or any kind of food allergy. Now in my yeah. kid's school, there's entire classrooms that are allergen free. I mean, it's it's incredible. Something else is going on. A lot of these doctors and scientists that we're talking to are saying it has to do with the breakdown of the gut. It has to do with what's called hyperpermeability of the gut to cause to allow things because your gut your gut really is it's a tube running from your mouth to your to your ass that's not inside your body it's a tube that goes through so whatever goes in there is not in your body until it gets absorbed and when you break down that wall which is happening with everything from you know uh you know some of the uh, the glyphosates that are found on on gmo type food so glyphosates are herbicides uh artificial sweeteners can do this with the gut microbiome you know it's funny when you bring up like uh like herbicides pesticides and the stuff like that that are on food when you look at what they're designed to do to some of the bugs, some of them are literally to make them like their guts explode. Yeah, right. I guess. Exactly. Right. And then wonder why it might it's be like, affecting why, yeah. why, why are people yeah. having a similar <laughs> well, response? Well, so, so what happens is, is your, your, oh, your gut lining starts to break down. Now the food that you've always eaten goes through when it's not supposed to. Your body recognizes it as a foreign invader, develops antibodies to it. All of a sudden, you got food intolerances. Yeah. All of a sudden, fuck, I used to eat bread all the time. Now I can't eat bread no more. Or I used to have milk all the time. I can't have milk no more. Or eggs fuck me up now. The, and some of the other side effects include things like depression, anxiety, which are the first and most common symptoms of some of that breakdown. So uh, some of the, one of the best ways to, to heal some of that is to start to heal your gut. And I can send you guys some, 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 of the, some people that we work with. Dr. Ruscio is an expert, by the way. I was diagnosed with uh, ulcerative colitis back in like 2009, 2010. It's something that I had to, to battle. Um, mm. And I've learned how your asshole is still connected to the rest of your body. Yeah. And if you don't take care of it, like it's – the rest of yourself is going to suffer. I mean, I've, I noticed that, um, well, here's something like any methylated or highly estrogenic steroid triggered a colitis flare for me. Mm. And I think it's due to estrogen clearance through the gut as well as increased estrogen, you know, from those drugs. Uh, for some reason, the increased estrogen in the gut triggers like, you know, a flare in some way. And so I, I don't want to get too deep onto that science mm-hmm. of it. Uh, cause I'm not an expert. I just was nerd reading it. Whoa. Oh, hey. We're back. We're that? back. And, um, <laughs> Crazy. You know, so I drew a correlation that like huh? hormones, <laughs> hormones are going to affect, you know, your gut health. Like they, they it's abso- still connected. They absolutely you know? do, but it's so also weird as fuck. Yeah, Sorry, we're I'm show like, what the down. fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the bodybuilding lifestyle is actually uh, terrible for gut health yeah. for a oh, few different man. reasons. One is one of the things that we're taught as bodybuilders is to consume a lot of food, especially yeah. post-workout and especially the harder the workout is. Well, one of the things that it very intense exercise does is it ramps up inflammation, and it wraps up inflammation in the gut. This is why if you push yourself really, really hard, you want to throw up, right? But then we force feed ourselves afterwards. Bad combination. Also, the comp- consumption of supplements is the highest among people who want to build muscle. Supplements contain large amounts of artificial sweeteners and other things that just over time destroy the microbiome. 
So you combine those two things. It's just overly processed Frequent food. eating, frequent feedings, inflammatory. This is why fasting seems to heal the gut because mm-hmm. it gives it a break, but you're constantly feeding it. So you combine all these things, you do it over the course of you know, 5, 10, 15 years, and I'll tell you what, you cannot find me one person who has not been lifting or bodybuilding for over 15 years that doesn't have gut problems. Yeah. Almost every single one of them has something wrong. Unless, their unless they're result. actively doing stuff about right. their gut. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, so right. when you talk to people like Dr. Mercola and stuff, these guys believe that the next big where we're, we're going to hear is protein. And he actually said to us on the show that he, he believes that protein can be as or more dangerous. Than, than excess co- carbohydrate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're finding just the way that it's, it uh, signals uh, cancer cells to grow um, and that it's pro-aging. But one of the remedies to that, and this is good, this is good we're talking about this because we have a lot of private guys who lift and want to build, right? One of the remedies to that is to occasionally go low protein, occasionally throw in a low protein day. Now, the flip side of that is you'll probably end up building more muscle because some studies are showing now that by doing that, you increase protein sensitivity. Just like anything else, the body can become desensitized and stops responding. So you go like you have like a vegan day every once in a while. Then when you go back to your high protein. This is why CrossFit was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just do a bunch of random shit. Yeah. <laughs> the next day you do a bunch of Muscle shit. confusion. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> Have you ever noticed circle. when you. Sorry, that was great. <laughs> Such an open. That was perfect. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that when you look into, you know, uh, nutrition and like what's good or bad for you whenever like you're on that level. Sorry. <laughs> what's, I'm you're still sorry. cracking yourself yeah, up? Sorry, sorry. Um, oh, is that you find out that you're like, food is bad for you. Like yeah. calories are bad for you. Like everything is causing wear and tear to some, some degree. And so I think like what uh, Jack Lane said a long time ago is like eat fewer calories. And he was kind of, he didn't call it intermittent fasting, but he was on a fasting thing. And he was, he didn't even have that much science to back his opinions, but he felt like the bigger you were and the more food you consume, the faster you would die, mm-hmm. right? the faster you would eat. Uh, this so is true kinda, for, uh, you know, carb- carbohydrates and proteins in particular, they do cause this kind of aging effect. The human body evolved with periods of fasting. For most of human civilization, or you know, on Earth, uh, we food was scarce. So the human body actually thrives with periods of no food. Now, this is not ideal necessarily for muscle building or whatever. It is ideal for longevity. However, if you're smart and you want to build lots of muscle and you know how to inject it into your routine, like the occasional fast. By the way, you know when fasting is amazing when you're bulking. No shit. Yeah. Like. You're bulking, eating a shit ton of calories, throwing a day where you have like one meal or no meal. Tell you, I've literally done this my entire life Bro, unconsciously. Like I used to, I used to it do it on purpose yeah, to my competitors like, just to, to teach them some shit mm-hmm. and fuck with them. Like, yeah. yes, you can fast. Yes, we're going to be whole, my whole career. trip, right? Yeah, my a, whole career, I've done this just because that's how my, my fucking. And it worked. I mean, shit. I used to. Well, I mean, you're not. I mean, it's not that obvious, Brad. What's not obvious? Because he's like, did it work? And you're like, Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. Whoa, no, I mean, where I'm at, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a brick shit house. Yeah, yeah, no, hold on, it chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to pose down right now? <laughs> no, but it's like, I, I mean, I'm just based on everything, right? Like this, people would say, like I said earlier, people think automatically you must eat a thousand meals, you eat right. all this food, and I never have. Right, right. I've never been that way. Yeah. So that's, I'm not saying like uh, fucking amazing, but like. People look at me and they fucking, they're like, this fucking video, this guy's doing this. I'll tell you, I'll tell shit you what that they want to do. I'll tell you what, man. If you optimize. I was with you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I want to hit a nerve. <laughs> if you optimize like, oh. the human body, it can do some pretty fucking amazing things. Once you learn how to optimize it. And then you can push it in different directions and you're not fighting it. Because if you're fighting the bo- human body and you're constantly, you know, people think like, I have to force muscle to grow. I have to force. You ain't forcing shit. Your body wants to. It's adapting. Yeah. 
if you are fighting your body, at some point you're going to lose. It's going to push you will back. Ne- yeah. You will never, you will never win long term. I would definitely like, say, yeah, with within this last uh, getting ready for this last meet, I probably ate the least and you know trained. I mean, it, it, part of it was my coach, you know, picking things like RP and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, picking a scale of what I'm ready for that day based off of like how I feel. You know what I mean? Um, but I've I made some of the best progress, recovered the best, and ate the and it was literally like you know. Just like oh, if I feel like eating this this morning, I'm gonna eat this. It would it would I would have it. You know things that I knew right. I was gonna digest. Things like for, like for me, I, I digest beef pretty easy. I, I grew up in a Mexican household eating like you know hooves and stuff like that. You know <laughs> you wow. menudo, hooves, you know menudo oh. and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hooves in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so just like yeah. I, I mean, I can digest certain things. I think easier than like certain people. But you know, it's like I would eat beef. You know, I'd eat like a bagel and a protein shake for breakfast or eggs if I felt mm-hmm. like it. But just, it was three big meals. And then randomly, you know, I, I always wake up randomly in the middle of the night, like four or five in the morning. And then I was like, I'll have like some Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'll run to the fridge, eat like one or two things and then go back to bed. And it, I would go right back to bed. You know what I mean? And I had an awesome meat and recovered well. And, you know, but I wasn't before it was like, oh, I got to eat this many times a day and da, 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 da. And, you know, to the gills with protein and it well, was, well, you gotta think to yourself this is who there's there, obviously there's a message that's out there that's the the bro science or the the common knowledge that you need a shit ton of protein and yeah. you need you need to eat a lot of meals all day every day. Yeah, who benefits from that message? Yeah, the companies, of course, yeah. because of course. the only way to hit those numbers and eat eight meals a day and, and eat two or three. You gotta have a shake and two bars. Dude, we're just always eating. Yeah, what's his name? Doctor Integrity. Panic. Uh, You know, uh, Doctor Integrity. Yeah, promoting two grams, three grams of protein per pound of body weight. That's a young. That means a 130 pound female eating 260 (laughs) grams of protein a day. You're not gonna shit. No. The best is when people are like, "I haven't eaten in like uh, two hours. I'm I'm getting smaller." Like what? That's so fine. That's that's so common, man. I had a bunch of interesting stuff happen when I had to deal with the colitis and bodybuilding. Like I say, it's the best and worst thing that happened to me because worse than that, it did severely limit a lot of stuff I could do. It took away a lot of tools, right? And in I order think to get you, more jack. you would shit blood, right? Well, yeah, that, I'm saying <laughs> that because of that. That's like right? the that's never healthy. So like I had healthy. to focus on healing myself and, and trying to fix and live with the colitis that I had to completely look at, I had to be more intuitive with my nutrition. I, I want um, And I, I learned so much more about bodybuilding trying to, to fix that. I, I want to know how you dealt with uh the change of your physique like that that t- had to take some serious mental self-awareness you know to- it, it didn't it didn't bother me that bad for two reasons one i was shitting blood and feeling like shit so you i, I kind of be i was like i don't give a fuck how i look i just don't want to shit blood anymore oh, wow. you know it was that, um, it was that bad for you that you're not even thinking about your body image at all you're just yeah i was just better. like i don't know nah, man when you, you know. when you when your body's speaking to you if you ignore it long enough it'll yeah, start, start yelling screaming at you, at you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well so uh and then the the second reason was that i I have a weird relationship, I guess, with that. Like, uh, you know, I, I was a skinny guy, but I never wanted to get jacked because I felt like I wanted to show everybody that. I like, I got, I started training because uh, being just an angry teenager, parents divorced, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was connected to the emotional aspect there. But after that, when I got into bodybuilding, when I wanted to, like, when I started training using weights for more than just sport, right? Um, it was a science experiment. And, and like a work ethic thing. Mm. I was infatuated with steroids and nutrition and supplements. And, and I, was, I wanted to try things and experiment them and look at what happened. So I never, like I never really even wanted to show off anything like to regular society. I only wanted to talk to other like bodybuilding nerds mm. and like, you know, talk to them about the physique. So, so it wasn't I, that big When I got a, like even small now, like I don't care. Like it, it mm. never, 
you know, I, I guess I never related that to. Could a, you find a anyone to talk family. to? I'm really curious. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of bodybuilding nerds. No, uh, <laughs> there's not a lot out there. I mean, I found a couple here. Yeah, these these were guys that were like that. You know yeah. that. Um, one of the like, one of the worst things that can ha- that that happens to people in fitness is that they identify so strongly with their body that any change that happens to it um, is is devastating. And they live yeah, by, yeah. and it becomes this obsession, you know. And at the end of the day, you all get old. You know yeah. what I mean? You, yeah. We're gonna get old anyway. Like, don't identify. You are not your body. You know, people say I'm fat. You know, you're not fat. Your body has fat on it, but you are not fat. You're the whatever's inside that body. Yeah. And so once you learn that, it becomes a lot easier to train and eat right and whatever. It's not this crazy obsession, not this crazy like, uh, you know, taking over my life or I have to feel, I have to do it otherwise I don't feel good about myself or whatever. And then you do it because you love it. It's a totally different experience, completely different. Because I was, I was there too, man, with my training yeah. as a young kid. So. Also, I was kind of happy that I had the colitis happen because I don't think I was ever that in tune with myself until I was forced to. Um, like I, I would... I would log my calories, log, you know, my food and stuff, but I, I never went to the next level until that happened because I had to use things like fasting. Um, I was even using exogenous growth hormone to try and heal the ulcers mm-hmm. that I had while going through fast, while learning about not only probiotics in general, but every single strain of probiotics and what it does and what we think it can do. Um, different herbal anti-inflammatory supplements, different food pairings to help the food digest better and get to a point where I'm like, okay, well, I don't think I could blast food like I used to. So I need to make sure that I can digest and absorb every single nutrient, every single calorie and like perfect that. So like if I can't eat 5,000 calories a day, I can only eat 3,000 because of my gut. I need to make that 3,000 go to work, right? And then when I would be healthy and I, I had battled, you know, I'd have flares come and strip 20 or 30 pounds of muscle off me. I have to fight for it back up that when I was hundred percent healthy, like the year 2014, when I won those shows, I was healthy almost the whole year and I used all those tools as well as the irony is it made you a better bodybuilder it did exactly (laughs) yeah so it's like the best and worst thing that happened to me that I that's well at the end of the day when you encounter challenges uh in life and you know you had yours and Brad you were talking about yours and when you encounter challenges and I just I went through a divorce I was married for 15 years very difficult time you know having to you know split custody with the kids and all that stuff at the end of the day, you have to remind yourself that growth only happens from being uncomfortable. It never happens yeah, when, when, you're in a, when you're in a comfortable space. There's no reason for you to change and grow. It only happens when you're met with extreme challenge. And if you look back at those challenging moments, as hard as they are to look at, you can also think of how much you changed and grew from those moments and how they made you who you are today. And if you keep that growth mentality about you, uh, you'll always, you're always going to grow and succeed. I agree. And I, I had a conversation uh, the other day with uh, a friend of mine who she, she had uh, experienced loss. And I, I was t- talking to her about like my loss. And her initial thing was like, if I could basically change everything, like if I could be in the place where that thing was, right, where that person was, like imagine you experienced loss and you're like, if I can go where they are and not be here, I would be here, right? And, and I heard that and I was like, man, that's... It's sad because I remember moments in my life when I used to not necessarily think like that, but be like um, with my father, for example, yeah. um, very, very like this whole why, why and feeling like just everything, everything was shit. Nothing, nothing felt good. Nothing. It was like I was constantly focused on like the negative part of something like the uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. And then like flash forward, like it became a driving force for me. And then flash forward, like now, so I'd say 18, it became a very strong driving force for me. I was like, OK, let me use this to better my life. And then now, now 10 more years, 28, I see it as being like, it's what fills me up is like the fact that I dealt with something, the trying time, the challenge, I got through it. And it's what's made me who I am to people ever, because most people, I would say if they've gotten like, uh, if they like my stuff beyond the, 
I guess I, I guess I want to say like most people who who have bought into my brand are the people who are maybe not because oh he did really cool shit, but because like I affected them somehow with like an Instagram sure. video that was about life, right? So meaning I got full circle from like this moment and I was trying to I was trying to explain to her that like from the shitty trying time the challenge, I got to this moment where okay, for a long time, I would say eight, eight, nine, eight shit, yeah, eight years I didn't know what I was it was just shitty. Life almost like felt like it started after that. Mm-hmm. And then for a long time it became a a, a a like a movement thing that something that pushed me forward. And now it's like, oh shit, that's the thing that's fulfilling me. Was and it was because of that challenge, because of that thing that I went through or got through. So I was trying to explain to her that it was like it's always hard in the beginning to figure out like why some why you, you had to deal with it. And so just not to get super, super deep, because I always tend to do that, <laughs> to get back to the idea of like fitness is like Exactly what. Yeah, but I want to. I want to ask you something on that topic. Yeah, where you're at. I want to ask you personally, like, where where are you having the most personal growth in your own life? Now, right now, yeah, like at this current moment, like in your life, what are you working through? What are the challenges? Where are you growing? I'm I'm trying to figure out how to be, how to just do more normal normal shit. What do you mean by that? Like, I get so caught up, and I've been so caught up for the years in this whole like Instagram and creating content and like doing this stuff, and and yeah, it, it just. It got to a point, like, I want to say a few months ago, probably about, actually, it was in January. It was in January when everyone on the internet decided that they wanted to try and talk shit about me and make up lies, Mm -hmm. okay? And I got to a point where I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? I know what my heart feels, and I know how much good I want for people. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. Yo, help me out. (laughs) Fuck. I I remember during this time, because I would tell him, you know, like during January and stuff, I would see like these things and then I would, I would watch his following or whatever come down, you know, and then I would, I, but I would just reach out and he'd be like, you're good. Like this is, there's nothing like we know, the people know, you know, that are close to you and that's really all that matters. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, and he, he was like, no, you know, it'll be, it'll be like, I'm sick of, you know, I'm do you ever think what a monster you've kind of created right for yourself? It's like you've built this, you yeah, built this beautiful it just, thing. It got me. It just got me like, man, like I really felt like I only had good intentions and I got, and people were just like, fuck you on some mm. shit that wasn't true. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I had to deal with that. And, and so that, that started me on this path this past year of like, man, like I've always known why I'm doing this, but like, let me, let me look at this even further and what really matters. That's why you mentioned like my starting to change what I'm doing because I'm just like, fuck it. Because like I realized Starting the podcast was is, is perfect for that. You yeah. can't you can't make that. everybody happy, and I for a long time I like that's what I tried to do. So in my family situation, like my mom, we had step family, we had, and I noticed her her relationship with them when 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 they, she's great now, but when they were younger, it was very like a negative thing. It was like a negative thing, like you're this kid, you're like this, and I was always the kid of like, yo, you gotta like those kids are gonna hate you when they grow up because you're mean to them, and I was like a fucking six, seven, eight year old kid saying this shit to my mom, right, and and then like. I've always had moments of like, man, just, just be right. So going full, like full, I don't know how to like full circle to be like everyone saying that I was wrong, but knowing, like knowing what it was it, it, and you couldn't tell people, you couldn't show people. It didn't matter. Cause it was just like on the internet, it's gotta be true. I, I got very just like, fuck this, but it, it got me in a moment where I was like, what really matters now then? Right. Mm-hmm. And what really matters like for me to do and what I want to do. And I just realized like I have to, and I think everyone has to do a, a better job of this is like, instead of like looking out and like, trying to like, I don't know. I was trying to make everything right for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I realized like I couldn't, if, I, if I'm not right, I can't make things right for people. So I, mm-hmm. I got very like demotivated internally so that it was like externally, I wasn't able to be the person that everyone felt like I was. And I was just like, 
fuck, like, like people would tell me that they'd be like, eh, you know, you know, you're not yourself. You're like, you're like, like I'm more negative or this or that. And that's not who I am because I was going through it. But like now I'm starting to realize like, fuck it. Like you can't make everybody happy. Right. You can't please everybody. You can't get everyone on your same page. Like, but you can do like what makes you happy. And if people can get along and be along and come along for that ride and want to, mm -hmm. then let them. Mm -hmm. And I used to try and like, like I said, I'd want to make everybody like me, but I realized it's not possible. Like just in life. Right. No, it's, and that's what true integrity is. That's what real integrity is. Real integrity is I'm just going to be me and, and that's it. And if you like me, great. If you don't, then that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. You have that, you have that choice. I mean, when we first started the show, we had, it was nerve wracking. I remember getting our first haters who would say things about us. And at first it hurts because you know what, you know, you know what your intentions are. You know what you're trying to do. And you, you want to tell these people like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to do what's right. But then you start to think to yourself like, does it matter? Like I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be who I am because because when it when I got popular I didn't care about anything else but just being who I am right. you know what I'm saying like because because it was a whole there's a whole there's a whole popular this whole transition of like no one knew who the fuck I was and I was just doing shit that I loved and shit that made me happy mm -hmm. being who I was mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden people are like that guy's cool and this internet thing and like yeah you could post these pictures and you know people are gonna think it's cool and you're doing it but like it was just that's who I was and then eventually it was like man that guy's popular now. Or that guy's famous or whatever they say on social media, like social yeah. media, Instagram famous. It's a famous guy. Yeah. And it's like, I, and I look back when I started it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, uh, I wasn't trying to make people happy. I was just trying to be like, I'm doing the shit that I mm -hmm. have always done and I think is cool. Like even how we got into all this to gym stuff in general. And then, and then it like, you get to this point where like, you find yourself, you see a comm, you're like, fuck, why is it like, what? Like, you know, I, I just got to a point where I'm like, fuck, man. I gotta get back so to where you, I was when, when I started. When you become a real ninja in this, right? Is and and I and I talk about this on the show on teaching people how to become like more self-aware. Is when shit when I have those are triggers, right? We just had we just got done interviewing Lewis House. Lewis House just dropped a book uh, called a Mask of uh, the Masks of Masculinity. Mm -hmm. Fucking definitely Check read that just from the topic we're talking about right yeah. now. But fuck, why was I going that direction? Uh, I, want, I want to share with him the the. Haters, I don't know. No, 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 no. With, <laughs> with the wearing the mask and like being able to see that the, when you, when you have these moments, ninja. yeah, when you have these moments that where you feel like anger or hurt or pissed off, and in South Sharon, when I remember when it happened to me when we were first starting, I the real ninja part is being able to stop right there and fuck the other person is. Why do I allow that to make me feel a certain yeah. way? Now, what why is it hurting? It's driven from it? an insecurity always. Yeah, always. If you can dig, unpack it enough and figure it out, it, it's always rooted somewhere. Then it's you become us. invincible. But it's crazy because I didn't. I started out not like that. Yeah. Like I, it, that developed because of the whole. You Instagram probably started thing, to identify yeah. with it, right? You yeah. Who you know? It's like this. Yeah. Thing so then, if, if anyone like tried to like take it down, it was like, whoa, what the Personal. fuck? Give or take. It, yeah. It was. It, so it was because but to when the point I started, where you blocks people, you don't even fucking no, know. No, no, that was like <laughs> no, no, no. That was way before. That was way before. <laughs> that was when I was just like, fuck, this asshole was trying to dick ride me. That was before any of this shit that yeah, was like yeah. i wasn't there yeah. and then so it's like it's just interesting because then i look back i'm like well the person i was that got me there to that point was the person who was like fuck it i'm mm -hmm. just gonna be me right so he talks about that when you're your mask uh it's so hard and why it's a mask is because most of us that wear this we had a lot of success or else we wouldn't be wearing it we it's what drove us like my insecurity to be a bigger guy is part of what made me successful what took me to all the way to the level to the professional level of competing is because that was already an easy hot button for me. Fuck, I've, I've been competing against myself my whole life. I don't want to be the skinny guy. I never, you know, I didn't go on a cut till I was 30 years old. My whole life, I've been on the bulk. 
My whole and life, I've been, right. I was hey. always wanting to be bigger, <laughs> and I didn't literally mean I was always bulking, but I was always wanting to grow. There was never once that I say I'm going to intentionally go on a diet for six weeks. I spent my whole like first thirty years like that, man. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, and so oh. you, you, it's the the problem is when you start to identify, and that's one of the issues with and uh, with even social media. As you grow your business through social media, you're you're not that either. Just like I said, don't identify with your body. You identify with your social media, then you become vulnerable, and there's going to be people to come after you, especially if you're big. You know, you are at the top. You're going to be the target, right? Yeah. You're going to be the guy because you're the guy with the most followers. People are going to come after you. Well, it's going to hurt when you identify with that, with who you, with who you are on that social media. Yeah. In reality, that's not you. This is you, right? This person we're talking right. to right now as I meet you. And then, but there, the thing is, though, you a lot of who I was on the internet, who I am on the internet, is a part of me, though. A part of you, but it's not, sure. but it's not. It's not everything. No, they don't know you. Is my point. Like, yeah. who, do, who do they? They don't know you. They know your posts or whatever. And again, you're the top guy. You're not anybody. To I'm sure if they met you and they knew you, they probably wouldn't say those types of things. Yeah. So that, and that's really the, that's really the point. And especially when you grow a business on social media, I'll tell you what, man, it could be a motherfucker. It could be very very difficult for people. But at the end of it. You also have a platform where you can share your message. Yeah, Part, you you got to ask yourself this too. You got to ask yourself this, and I'm sure you already have, is maybe these challenges you're going through are kind of like school because absolutely. now you have a platform where you could talk to others. And that's what I was saying about the whole losing my father thing and me talking to that girl about yeah. wanting to be in that place instead of this was like, but that's why I'm here today. So at this point in my life, I'm saying, so there must be something that I'm learning, I'm supposed to be learning from those dates back in January until now that's going to make me better in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, man. If that didn't happen, you wouldn't have started a podcast and you would have met us. Right. Yeah, it's true. Boom! I love it. Dude, uh, we actually have to fucking wrap yeah. up because yeah. we have to be somewhere. We got to do this again, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fun. I, you guys are awesome. And yeah. I unblocked you now. I didn't know. You guys had to come up and visit. That was the mission. We got a whole media facility. We could do a whole bunch of video, audio, a bunch of shit like that. We're here to Saturday. We're up, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes from here. Maybe we'll come back over here get a workout in one I had a lot of fun. Like seriously, sure. thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, for thanks for inviting yeah. us down. It was, yeah. it was like, it was high. Scheduling was kind of fucked up, but I'm yeah. glad we sorted it out. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. I'm glad you guys had us here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Right on, guys. Sure. Good time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes Maps Anabolic. MAPS Performance and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.